Hey everybody and welcome to episode 499 of Vidya Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Rapara, coming to you from the Steve Rowland Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level. Who's joining me now? Chris Antista, really at a loss for a nickname, but uh, I assure you, I suck. Hmm. And <laughs> I've done this one before, but it's been a while. Steve Rowland, 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 Matthew Allen, cheer! All right. And special guest. All right. Your sun, your moon, your starlit sky, Chris Baker. Wow. Yeah. Those are all my favorite Pokemon, by the way. <laughs> is that a quote from Willow? It is a quote from Willow. Why How would you be quoting you Willow, ask. I wonder? So me and a friend of mine who used to work at LucasArts with me back in the mid-2000s, uh, we decided that we're going uh, because we saw basically a dearth of... of information about the new Willow show coming up. We, we kind of bonded over the movie Willow when we worked there at LucasArts. We were both like, uh, there should totally be a, a Mad Mardigan Wii game or something. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah we, we bonded right before the show about how we were all in the like, perfect age group. Like, we're really young to have experienced Star Wars as little kids, but Willow was perfect. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, you know, it, it totally, I was really into to fantasy and stuff in the 80s, yeah. and mm-hmm. there just wasn't much there, and that, then along came this movie from the guy who made Star Wars with a, and a happy days attached to it, <laughs> and the guy who made Happy Days, yes. Yeah. I, I wasn't <laughs> so much in into days. Willow as I was to Wendy's Color Changing Cups. Those are the coolest fucking things ever, the Willow Color Changing <laughs> Cups. You put cold liquid in it, you can see the Cerberus. Wait, was that a real thing, the Happy Days guy? Because, like, George Ron Lucas Howard. made American Graffiti, which Ron inspired... Howard, yes. Okay. Oh, wow, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah worked with Ron Howard. <laughs> That's true. He didn't Opie make Happy Andy Days, though. Yeah, don't oh. think Solo was their first collaboration. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. all right. So, uh, so yeah, we have a, a podcast coming up in the, the near future, probably. Our first episode will probably come out around Sunday-ish. And we're still deciding on the name right now. I've oh, actually shit. got a, a Twitter poll up right now, and our, our top choices are the Low Boys because the Willow actually, <laughs> or, or uh, he actually had, he actually said like in a video, like, "What do you call someone who loves Willow? The Low Boys?" And a couple other things. Did you ever a, work an in editorial? There. It should be called the Willow Down. Will that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> the Willow Low. Uh, another one is uh, so up and good. A Willow oh, podcast, nice. And then uh, Willow Talk, which I, I actually really good actually <laughs> on my own yeah. as just completely like innocent, it. but it's also got this kind of yeah. double entendre mm. to it that's kind of fun. So by the time you're listening to this, the, the poll will be over. And he I'll rejected. Name, he rejected but, mine, uh, which is uh, right in the brownie. Right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Chris Baker, you are great. Uh, that's the for some reason that's like the only quote I remember from Willow, and it's not really even a quote. It's just my favorite part where he flips the sword and Willow. Goes, I know exactly what you're talking again. about. Yeah, you I mean, I've great. probably seen it more than you, but uh, yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, the, uh, the amount of women I've known with pets named Sorsha is just all over the place. Yeah, the, the, I mean, wow. Was, okay, that's cool. Really, I, like Willow hit us all like kind of right in the generation. It really did. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to bridge us to the top five, Michael, and I'm going to okay. show you how. So Willow was one of the first movies I remember that was like a kid event picture that I owned the magazine inspired by the movie. You know, same. the thing they sold at supermarket yes. counters for like eight dollars. That same one. But, yes, I had that too. But that thing they would sell. They sold actually for a few movies when we were kids, and oftentimes those movies would have tie-in video games. Uh. And many times, those tie-in video games would have little to nothing to do with the movie they were based well, on. I, I have to give Chris Baker 
uh, Chris, credit for this idea. Thank you. Um, you. You came up with it while I was inviting you on the show, so thank you for doing half the work for me. Sure. Uh, but, uh, and, and what we came up with was not, not just like games that deviate from the source material necessarily. Like, plenty of games had padding uh, to, yeah. to just sort of like, okay, um, this, this never happened in the movie, but fine, I'll allow it, because the game needs to be longer. Uh, but what <laughs> you came up with was games that completely throw the lore out the window mm. and don't really have anything to do with it and may have just been something else that got reskinned but they left the original story <laughs> in say might, might might be a little uh, super mario bros 2 liberties taken here you know with these. in yeah. reverse yeah. it was it was video games revenge on the super mario brothers movie yes <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to look at it maybe yeah. i don't know but yes we will be talking about top five classic games these are all like from back in the day games that just like invented their own stories basically like yeah whatever happened in the movie that's just we're using it as a loose guideline uh we're completely remaking the mythos and the lore and a good starting point for that is number five Should that be tipping us off? Not really. But except that this fucking dirgy music plays through the entire game, basically on a loop. This is the only action music Bastard's in this quest. version. Did this game have a power scope mode where you uh, could in, use... In the Super Nintendo version, yes. It did have a super scope bonus round super between scope. levels. Is, is yes. this the hunt for Red October? This is the hunt for Red October. What? <laughs> and for each of these, I will be playing a when clip did from the I'm going to whip out this bazooka. <laughs> yeah. Hang well, that's... on a submarine. I am not field personnel. I am only an analyst. You're perfect. I'm expendable. He's defecting. You're willing to bet your life on that? From the best-selling novel by Tom Clancy. From the director of Die Hard. Give this man a chance. My orders are specific. Battle stations. Sean Connery. Alec Baldwin. James Earl Jones, Scott Glenn, Sam Neill, The Hunt for Red October. You're the man now, dog. We <laughs> <laughs> must descend into the crystal zone and destroy the underwater Soviet base. Is Sean Connery going to have to smack a bitch? <laughs> so, so this is a, this is a little bit more padding, but it is to an absurd degree where so in the movie the hunt for red october is about a soviet submarine that basically goes rogue and tries to avoid detection by both soviets and america the american navy and try because the crew and the captain want to defect to america right. and they're bringing their high-powered <laughs> nuclear sub with them so you know the soviets of course say like oh he he's had a nervous breakdown and he's trying to destroy America. Won't you help us kill him, American Navy? Right. And, and, yeah. You know, for the Americans, it does have the vibe of a guy running at you with dynamite at full speed. Yeah. Like, uh, but be my friend. Take my dynamite. Be my. <laughs> it's a movie whose purpose is all about avoiding conflict. Mm -hmm. Like that entire movie yes. is like let's avoid fighting. I, I, you've actually but for video you've games, actually summed up every <laughs> Tom Clancy movie, which yeah. <laughs> which is interesting, just because like. This is where Tom Clancy's name becomes a thing if you're not reading the books, and I wasn't mm -hmm. in the early 80s. And I think because you weren't 45 in the early 80s. Yeah, Michael owes a, them a this whole movie a debt of gratitude because, like, Tom, the Tom Clancy universe would become a massive thing after this. And, you know, yeah, Harrison Ford. Good. 
Yeah, eventually. Um, this In this one, Jack Ryan was still played by Alec Baldwin, who makes no appearances in the game. The game is about the Red October getting through gargantuan undersea Rain. hazards oh. and uh, destroying the entire Soviet Navy, uh, more <laughs> or less. Uh, you, you spend a lot of time blowing up undersea bases and cities that uh, just look looks like something out of Sea Lab 2020 uh, <laughs> right or 2021 if you prefer the parody version which I do of course I do yes yeah and the end of the game after you've spent all these levels shooting your way through submarine levels and you know it's it goes from like the dockyards the open sea the arctic zone the crystal zone which of course <laughs> is all crystal uh, <laughs> the tropics. Um, Thanks for clarifying that. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really thought it was like an Iceland Greenland yeah, situation. That, that to there. me like, is like I'm gonna free Jorel. Yeah, this this is the most video game ass thing in this video game. Uh, the Super Nintendo version gets even sillier because not only does it have the super scope levels, where again you're you're above water destroying the Soviet Navy and its various wow. planes and helicopters yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It also has stuff like a boss battle against a giant squid. That is like twice the size of the submarine. Does this game think it's 20,000 leagues under the sea? Quite like everything possibly. you're quoting yes. is like, hey. <laughs> Secrets are alone known only to me. Yes. And <laughs> in in the final level of the NES version, you play as uh, Captain Ramius, who looks like Sean Connery with the old man beard and everything. And you personally are running around shooting, shooting saboteurs and, uh, and disarming bombs. <laughs> I put that in my is contract. Is it his likeness? Is it actually Sean Connery's that. likeness? It's yeah, not his cover. likeness. It just looks yeah. a lot like him. But yes, he is on the cover of the game. Uh, yeah, his likeness is in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. He might be like, he might mm. have the most yeah. NES likenesses of anybody Darby O'Gill wow. and the Little People, Sean Connery yes. stars in this video. The very game. same. And uh, yeah, the Super Nintendo version not only does not have his likeness, but the ending is just like the back of his head standing on the deck as he's waving to a crowd in the distance. Uh, <laughs> It's, I've defected. It's shilly. Don't you, do you remember seeing this? I remember my like grandparents running this because mm. it was kind of a box office jogger. Not, it was a pretty mm -hmm. big movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's what, 86? I was bored out of my I was so mind. fucking bored. Yeah. I, I, was, I think I saw around 90 and I was pretty bored myself. I was way too young for this yeah, movie. It's young. like, it's like put this on in a marathon with like Das Boot <laughs> as a kid and I'd just yeah, be like, yeah. get the fuck out There's of here. There's a lot of tense scenes like, oh, you used to. To shut shut down the engines and we'll just run silently right. and yeah right typical uh, yeah, so you gotta think like who was this game even for right that's because yeah a ton yeah. of Dads, games got movie adaptations even r-rated games but this is still the most mystifying because i would every every person i knew male is playing the nintendo none of them had seen this movie mm. i can tell you exactly what the marketing people were thinking mm. of which is dads this holiday season mm. will be in Probably. their local whatever and they will see a thing and be like, that's something I can play with little Jimmy. Yes. And yes. then they'll they'll give it to little Jimmy they'll and then be, berate him because he's not figuring things out on time. And it'll just turn into like, the Christmas, worst bonding experience. It'll be Christmas Eve. He's running around like a, a service merchandise, like a hummingbird. Uh, oh, uh, I recognize this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. But uh, the, the dirgy music that plays during the action scenes, bewilderingly, is far surpassed by the action-y music that plays during cutscenes. <laughs> Isn't this more exciting? Yeah. Sounds like Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, it looks like Ninja Gaiden too because it's just like back and forth headshots of like 
the Soviet ambassador talking to like like the national security advisor Pelt, whatever his his role is in the movie. Right. Uh, and and you you can see like all these pixel sweat droplets on the ambassador's face as he's like, oh my my government has misinformed me. It's actually this. If there's one thing I'll give this game credit for, way better than the McHale's Navy adaptation. Oh, man, Let's mm. say that. That is Take one shitty leapfrog it. game. Don't don't put it. If you see Tom Arnold on a leapfrog, don't pick it up. Don't. Yeah, I don't. This is one I certainly skipped while it was out. But it, it like as as kind of dull as it is to play. Like I have to give it some credit for like this is. You're you're taking what was supposed to be a very serious concept and being somewhat inventive with it. So yeah, um, yeah. I guess that's something. You're you're making a video game ass game. Right. Uh, I mean, a game out of the first Rambo, so why not? Yeah, yeah. sub games at the time were also sort of a genre on PC. They were very yeah. much of like the flight sim crowd. You know like, what? Uh, and I think so that there were sim versions of this on PC, but Nintendo mm-hmm. didn't mm-hmm. get that. But you're you're right. There was probably some like what kinds of games are selling, and there was probably like. Well, somewhere on that list is submarine games are very popular. Why not license Hunt for Red October? Right. Make a game in three minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I yeah. That's shitting on it yeah. the wrong way. It, it does look like a totally competent game. But not yeah, something... that silent scope game back then actually was pretty popular. Yeah, silent yeah, service, that, I think. I see it mean. used a lot. Usually very yeah, there, cheap. There was, a, there was a lot on PC, like Tandy and stuff. Yeah, had, yeah, like yeah, Michael yeah. said, they were more semi-type games. Last and Man so on I'm Earth. Sure they I were, love them. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm sure someone told them, like, you can't really make that on NES, but here you can do a side-scroller. Anyway, I I don't know. Maybe uh, this next game should have been a little bit more fanciful in its approach. Number four. Trombone Champ. Yes. Um, this game... It, it sounded like someone couldn't get the rights for the song There's a Place in France for the Naked Ladies Dance <laughs> and tried to make an approximation. Yeah. Well, this game is an example of hugely wasted potential. I'll let the trailer tell us what it is. Cliff. You touch one hair on her head, I swear I'll... <laughs> Shoot him! We've got the girl. The rocket will come to us. I love her, Peeve. Does she know that? She's gonna find out. Go get him, kid. Yeah. So the the Super Nintendo version of the Rocketeer specifically is not a very good adaptation of the film. Uh, <laughs> Chris, you you actually wrote about this in in your book. Wrong. Which yeah, yeah was that the title? Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> I'm blanking. Wrong. Retro games. You messed up our comic book heroes. Coming up on eight years old, can't believe that. Anyway, yeah, it's it's kind of just a, a mishmash of of different almost mini games. Yeah, and there's very little actual rocketeering going on. It kind of reminded me of like the old Cinemaware games, where it's just like, yeah, yeah now wow. yeah. now you're flying a plane. Now you're uh in in like a shooting gallery style thing where you're shooting over Cliff's shoulder, and now you're flying around fighting. Nazis that also have jetpacks, but they're trying to steal your jetpack specifically. I, I don't get that. <laughs> yeah, the whole point of that movie was they were chasing him for the jetpack technology, right? Yeah. So what's going right. on in this game? Yeah, yeah, and, and you know the first level is is like stupid hard, and mm. it's uh, it's basically the super. Imagine Nintendo. yourself 
with really bad seats in an air show. Mm. And that's kind of the perspective you have of this uh, air show that's going on. And you can actually see ahead of you in your airplane in a little postage stamp sized window at the bottom of the screen, which should have been like the whole screen. Uh, and so most people can't even make it past that. But once you do, you know, right. you, oh, yeah. my God, because this is like a lot of the game is this flight stuff. Yeah, it's it's really bad. <laughs> see, I, I don't <laughs> need like, to imagine bad seats at an air show because I live in the San Francisco Bay Area and they have this thing called Fleet Week, mm-hmm. which is great until you realize that the city is foggy. Most of the year, yeah. and you have these planes <laughs> flying in low visibility sky. It's uh, it's always a fun time. This, this like, like this whole level, it looks. You know, like you remember seeing Gran Turismo. You complete a a race in Gran Turismo, and you watch the cinematic of that. Now imagine yeah. you had to play that live, and there was yeah, a little teeny like. tiny viewfinder yeah. at the bottom. That's yeah. how you're what you're controlling. You're getting this awesome display for anybody watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but not for you, not, not for you for playing. You. I and I I can only imagine that like yeah the uh, ray casting two D whatever they were using to to make that happen like that technology had not advanced to the point where they could do it full screen yet. So it's like we can manage it in Probably. a tiny window, and then yeah. we'll just have like a side scrolling display to represent the action. What, knowing what the resolution of NES games or Super Nintendo games were, imagine like the actual pixel dimensions of yeah. that little tiny screen I, I think, like I think it's roughly like 20 by 10 something <laughs> like that I watched it on YouTube today and I was pretty sure at my computer on YouTube I that was a much better view than on any TV that existed in the 1990s can we real quick just talk about the disappointment that was the Rocketeer movie in general? Because, like, that thing... Yeah, it's, it's something I still can't put my finger on. Because it, it seems to do everything right, but it is, like, really boring. It, hmm. It's like a George Lucas movie that he wasn't involved with. Because hmm. it's, like, everything he would normally want to bring to the silver screen. Like, okay, I grew up watching these adventure serials as a kid, and it kind of has that vibe. It has yeah. this cool best poster of... One of the best Some posters of, the of all time for a movie. Like, yeah. the cool Art Deco poster. Just the movie itself, I was like... As a kid, I just like this is just boring. I watch it every couple like of years, this. and like this it is doesn't like, really do much. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the, this is good, but it just I still like. Yeah, I want to see a guy flying a rocket pack, and you really don't get that for yeah. an overwhelming majority of the film. For, you for, do it, see it reminds Locke me a lot from of Lost uh, introduced the best piece of overt Disney Nazi animation ever, and it was one of the first mm. things I put on my YouTube just to create needless controversy. <laughs> yeah, but so I mean, at the time though, that movie was a big flop. Yep. Didn't make a ton of money, but they didn't think it was going to be, and so they were. This feels like one of the most obvious, like, oh, that was a different game. They just slapped the Rocketeer brand. That is totally possible because these all came out a little later than the Rocketeer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, the the game for its part. So the movie is about uh, some gangsters working for Nazi spies, steal a jetpack prototype from Howard Hughes. They dump it in this uh, near this plane hangar and this pilot finds it and uh, he and his mechanic uh, start to you know, right? That's think of ways to use it. Yeah, right. yeah, and uh, and then you know, there's a whole thing where the Nazis are after them to try and get the prototype back. Howard Hughes also wants it back. Uh, Cliff Secord wants to be a hero and use it to save his best girl, who's modeled to look like Betty Page, uh, mm-hmm. and and was probably a big part of the reason Betty Page sort of made a resurgence in the '90s in popularity. Oh, yeah. But the video game version ditches most of that in this version <laughs> the rocketeer is apparently a regular feature at air shows ah. he participates in plane races uh the jetpack appears to be have been invented by the mechanic 
and uh, there's no uh, secret cabal of spies. The Nazis just come ashore in like full SS uniforms and frogmen outfits and steal the prototype, and then uh, you're you're just fighting a uniformed Nazi commander oh. on like the tail of a blimp at the end as it catches they fire. Show up at no air shows, man. ticket, but but yeah, like the the very first scene where you're playing as the rocketeer it's just like and uh, the rocketeer is going to compete in our next race and then your mechanics like okay go suit up kid and so you go to the hangar and you're ambushed by like 40 guys uh with with guns and you just without any hesitation shoot all of them to death And like as as he's leaving, he's just like, "Man, those guys really wasted my time." I'm like, yeah. okay, got Mr. the same sound effects psychopath. as Wolfenstein 3D, man. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. this is how Nazis sound yeah, when they die. They don't sound punch like me with dogs. a nuclear reactor on my back. Maybe it's worth pointing out too that although one of the big hero shots in the movie is the Rocketeer with a gun, he only fires a gun once in the entire thing. I think Good it's guy. to to shoot the rocket and that sends the bad guy into the Hollywood Land sign or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it, it was even his gun. So he's not really a gun-toting. Well, don't tell uh, that to the NES game because it's kind of <laughs> like the NES game is. Yeah, very. Not only does grenades. he have a, he have the gun, he has grenades, he has yeah. rocket launchers. He's got like a, a whole arsenal. Everything but a jetpack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically. So so Baker, why was this in your book? Was this is this based on a comic? Yeah, it is based series? on a comic. Yeah, yeah it's like uh, an eighties comic. comic that is actually like in places fairly risque mm-hmm. believe it or not it's like it is very betty page and in, in just its art style it's a bizarre thing for disney to have licensed but i think and there's it's really short there's only like three, one long graphic novel yeah i think there was it. like three single issues you can now pick up and read in one sitting yeah yeah i i, I please chris this was this was a touchstone picture not a disney come picture, now right? come now <laughs> if you were watching the disney channel you were seeing advertisements for this left and right yes yes and um <laughs> I just got a drive-by uh, drawing. <laughs> I got a memo. Oh, my kids. I uh, wish we were like on, on video. You just had oh. your like BBC moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Rocketeer is something I've always had a ton of affection for. And I think because it's really more iconic than it is great. I've always meant to like read more of the comic, but I, I picked up, uh, I think, what was it? Like Dark Horse like resurrected it a couple of years ago and they started writing new issues. And that's what I was reading. But I Baker, I swear, I want there to be some... Marvelish event and just Disney just buy this whole character and introduce him in the Marvel universe. Did you know there's a there's a sequel cartoon series that's fairly recent? No, yeah, I've, yes, I've seen it pop up on streaming. It's like it's terrible. I've watched it with my daughter because it's it's for people kids who kids. aren't old at all. Kids who are obsessed it's, with it's Betty Page in the forties. <laughs> it's like for uh, the same demo like, as Paw Patrol, from what I can tell. Yeah. Yeah, and even younger, even mm. possibly, because uh, it, yeah, it's just it's awful, uh, just very basic. Like somebody's robbing a bank, and this little girl, who I think is the granddaughter of, of the the hero of the Rocketeer, mm-hmm. maybe great granddaughter even, like she inherits the the Rocketeer outfit, of course, and goes and saves the city uh, routinely at age eight or oh, whatever mm-hmm. she is. That's the only fun fact I had because I didn't read the. If I read the comic, it wasn't the whole thing, but I just remember Kevin Smith in an interview, like right when we were getting like X Men movies, was talking about the most accurate comic to screen adaptation. He said The Rocketeer. 
It's the Rocketeer's most comic accurate movie ever ever made. You know, I mean, it, it does have a guy who's wearing makeup to look like Rondo Hatton. This <laughs> is true. <laughs> like the, that henchman Lothar came out of the, the comic. Yeah. yeah. Rondo Hatton's so, the shit. Look him up, kids. Yeah. He's got his own award. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, tarring him as a Nazi henchman wasn't the best thing. I mean, his face typecast him into a lot of villainous roles, sadly. That's true. That's true. <laughs> if you, but if you really um, want to, like, leverage your elephantitis into a lucrative film career. Right. Why not? I think, I think it was Acromegaly. Something like that. Whatever Ken yeah, Griffey yeah. Jr. got in that Simpsons episode. Mm-hmm. Sure. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Joke failed when you know Michael says sure. <laughs> <laughs> I get those a lot, Chris. Don't worry about it. It means I didn't get the reference. Let's move on. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Uh, but, yeah. Um, Rocketeer, not a very good game. Um, unlike this, which is surprisingly a bit better. Number three. Mm. Uh, This sounds so familiar. I mean, this is the Nutcracker, but I know what game this is actually for. Well, if you guys know what it is, can I play the trailer clip? Please. please. Yeah. When the McAllister family left on their Christmas vacation. Did we miss it? No, you just made it. Yeah! They forgot one small thing. Have yourself. I have a terrible feeling. Did you lock up? Yeah. Do we set the timers on the lights? Mm-hmm. What else could we be forgetting? Kevin! Kevin! Ah! Home Alone. Yeah, so Home Alone came out on a variety of different platforms. And all of the games were completely different yeah. from each other. Uh, some of them were relatively accurate to the movie in that, like, playing as Kevin, you have to set up traps and then dodge the wet bandits. And, you know, it's usually like a certain amount of time until the police arrive or whatever. And uh, But the... The Super Nintendo one, Holy which shit. I played we streamed the clip all of, of earlier. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> we played. <laughs> I'm sorry. We played this for one hour with saves coming to completion. It is so bizarre. Wow. It is just flat out weird because it reimagines the movie where the wet bandits, rather than just being two dumb burglars, are an entire gang yes. of mostly of like <laughs> mobsters who look like they came out of the 1920s with zoot suits and wallet chains. And, uh, and, and, and the wet bandits themselves look like they do in the movie. They're, they're like, you know, this was early nineties, super Nintendo attempt at photorealism of putting them in the game as these slow moving characters that come after you and you have to, to stun them with your squirt gun, which again, I would just like to remind people sounds like this. <laughs> terrible <laughs> but uh, of course if you're going to have a whole gang you need them to have a big job and in this version the McAllister house is like it's like the TARDIS from Doctor Who it's like hundreds of times bigger on the yeah. inside than it is on mm-hmm. the outside it has multiple wings all filled with treasure <laughs> uh, Kevin actually says at one point oh no the electronics wing I can't let them take that stuff the, the electronics yeah. wing so, so every clickbait article that's like this is how Kevin McAllister's dad could afford to fly a family to Europe mm-hmm. well he has treasure rooms in his house yes. that's oh, how yes. he hey I wrote one of those by the way and it would have costed him $50,000 to take him and his family 
uh, to France that year. Apparently at, at, at in the, the 80s, living near Chicago, mm-hmm. yeah, everyone were secretly millionaires that just that, happened to that home. Because you don't pick up on it when you're a kid. That that home went for $10 million. Yeah, oh, my God. $10 nice million. Dollars. Like, that's, that's nice the house. last time it sold, I think, according to my yeah. writing. But, but that's, that's not even the most bizarre part, part about it. I don't want to beat Michael to it. But just that's that, – because Dave had played it. I hadn't. And getting to the bosses because w- – in the movie, the attic is is a fear that Kevin conquers relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. But the, the attic basement, is the furnace. Basement, but the yeah, furnace. Yeah. yeah. The, the oh, sorry, the basement. Yes, the attic was one of the ten reasons he was left home alone because mm-hmm. he was staying up there. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the basement is. But here it's your boss room, <laughs> and it's yeah. got a shitty long level leading up to it. Where you will fight rats, ghosts, and bats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to get through every level in this game, you have to run around, collect all the valuables, and dump them in a bunch of different laundry chutes that are positioned around the levels. And yeah, once you've dumped everything, then you go down in the basement, you fight the ghosts, the rats, etc. And uh, you throw everything in a gigantic vault that they have in each basement. Again, these are different basements for different <laughs> wings. <laughs> Man, you thought Floridians didn't know how basements work. <laughs> Just put it in one of the four basements. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those and assholes live in an eight-story house, oh, four of which are underground. God, and and yes, like the the toy wing has like you know gigantic toy soldiers, like you'd see in like a Fao Schwartz display. Yeah, uh, like Fao Schwartz. Yeah, Fao Schwartz. It's it's Michael's first mispronunciation in almost five hundred episodes. Fine, Fao Schwartz. I I was thinking of the old Daily Show episode where they said Fao Schwarz, though it's like a Chinese restaurant or something. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but um, I have no sympathy for this kid. Actually, no. You deserve to have burglars with this much for stuff. Real. If you feel that way, once again, light recommend for the new Disney Home Alone because that kid mm. is an unrepentant asshole. Instead of the wet bandits, is beating the shit out of Rob Delaney and Ellie Kemper. Who are trying to save their home and their family? Jesus. He knocks their teeth out. He breaks their bones. It is is absolutely unbelievable the plot device to make a new Home Alone. Mm. Shoots billiard balls at their face. Like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> yeah, he's a monster. He's yes. a monster. Little British monster in this case. Yeah. I'm kind so of fascinated he... by this lore expansion of the Wet Bandits because I don't think it's even consistent with the movie if you wanted it to be. Because don't they no. like? Don't they say amongst themselves, like, we're the wet bandits, and one of them hates the name? I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm yeah, it's, it's Marv that says, we're the wet bandits, and Harry, who's Joe yeah. Pesci, is like, oh, come on. Why, why right. are we the wet bandits? It, it, if right. you really dig, and you shouldn't, it, it's sort of like this is their first week of being bandits. They want, mm-hmm. they aspire to be the wet bandits, mm-hmm. but nobody knows of them yet. No, no, they're just, they're just small-time burglars. And they're taking advantage of a grand opportunity with all these abandoned rich people homes. Man, if that were a modern movie, they would have to tell a lot more of a story behind who the Wet Bandits were, why they're forced to commit crimes, Uh so there's no information on them. Uh, I kind of would like to see like a Home Alone reboot sequel where like Kevin McAllister is a security consultant and like uh, Joe Pesci and uh, what's the other guy? Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern, yeah, are like his employees. Uh, spoiler, like, that that is Buzz's appearance in the new movie. Ah, okay. He is a security guy, mm. home mm. security specialist. Because uh, Macaulay Culkin, as we found out if you listen to 302010, I didn't know Macaulay Culkin made 5% of the gross of Home Alone 2. 
which oh, wow. turned out to be like above a billion dollar grossing movie. So when you wonder like, why doesn't he want to act anymore? He's like, because he doesn't fucking have to. He got like the doesn't biggest payday of any actor ever. Holy but shit. But a couple of years ago, he did do an angry video game nerd segment yeah. on this game. He only does for really? the internet stuff he finds funny. Wow. Yeah, I, I, Good for I, him. Yeah, like if you if you have to be like a listless multimillionaire, he's doing it a way that I, I aspire to personally. I, and I think this one is, you know, this this beats the pack for for a weird adaptation or and reinterpretation of the original movie. But the Genesis version is also right up there because now instead of defending his own house, Kevin is basically patrolling the neighborhood on a sled and defending all of his neighbors' houses, too. That's the sound of you tooling around the neighborhood on your sled. Fucking good tooling sound. And then when you get into go to each house, which includes like an ultra-modern house with hover lifts, uh, you have a moment where you get to plan, and you plant traps in, in all the different rooms, and then... You have to, as Kevin, lure Harry and Marv into those traps, and when the pain meter is filled, then wow. they'll, they'll run away and you move on to the next house. Pain meter? Yeah, yeah there's a pain meter. enough damage on these poor, unarmed Caucasian dudes. Like, it's games like this where I go, yeah, sometimes Congress with the whole video game violence thing, like, I can see it. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a pain meter in a game like yeah, that, yeah. that no gamer cares about. But uh, it's there. You gotta fill their pain meter before they can fill the house's loot meter. So, yeah. God, I feel like life just has a pain meter. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. At what point do you give up and yeah, run mine's away? Mine's been beeping for a long time. <laughs> Jesus. I, it's thinky pain, though. Uh, anyway, uh, let's move along to... Number two. Here's one everybody loves. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> I could sense some minor chords uh, in there. Man. It's a Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Mega, Mega, Mega Man. Man. Well, everybody knows this, but I'm going to play the trailer clip anyway. 20th Century Fox and George Lucas bring you an adventure unlike anything on your planet. <laughs> Star Wars. Was that Planet of the Apes music they were playing? Yeah, like, was, what was because that? It's, yes, because it's 20th yeah, Century 20th, Fox. They even used some Planet of the Apes costumes in the movie. Oh, wow. That is the weirdest. So, you know, in my career working at Fox, that's still one of the weirdest rights arrangements I've ever been yeah. a part of, which is like, hey, there's a new Star Wars prequel coming out. Um, only these departments work on it. Nobody else gets to touch this thing. Right. They only want these people over here to work you didn't on pay their for it. shit. You're just helping the distribute it, which is something yeah, was, I still don't really yep. understand because George Lucas had enough money to do anything he wanted. Why couldn't he just distribute the film? It, it's not about money. Dis- distribution deals are all about history yeah. and just time spent building yeah, relationships. If you want to get this in Bulgaria, yeah. you got to know my guy, Tony. It, yeah. Yes, it, it, a lot of it, that is, it, it, it's, it, it's very much like, oh yeah, they, they, okay, not to get too much into this, but you could hire a staff to do distribution, but if you're only doing one movie every few years, you would not carry that staff right. for several years in between. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just sure. something you'd be like, yeah, we're going to contract this out and we, Fox, we've been working with them for decades. Why not? Didn't listen to Sega Star Wars. Uh, um, Fox owns the first Star Wars or did up until Dis- until Disney owned them, but the rest mm-hmm. of them are the most Highest grossing independent movies ever made because they are individually financed by one guy. 
Pretty nuts. Um, that, that, that never, yeah. The room was financed by one guy, to put that in perspective. This doesn't normally happen. So I, I was going to just hand this to the infamous Famicom Star Wars game. I thought you was, were going to say hand it to Chris Baker. Why don't we just do that? Well, that that too. But um, as as you pointed out, Baker, so so that version, the, the Namco one that was Japan only, had things like Sasori Vader, which was your first boss encountered aboard the Jawa Sandcrawler is Darth Vader who then turns into a scorpion yeah. that looks like Darth Vader. And that, that pattern sort of repeats. You go to Hoth before the, the Death Star. You go Which is to... known as Tina in the game. Tina. Oh, Tina. It is Hoth, but it's called Tina. Yeah, uh, I mean, you fight a wampa. The boss is a wampa. Yes. And there's, there's like an underwater planet where you're swimming for some reason. And, and Luke's weapon is a lightsaber right from the start. Um, but... Uh, you also pointed out that, like, even Super Star Wars, which at oh, the yeah. time was very highly regarded, takes a lot of liberties. And, yep. and yeah, like, just watching a playthrough again, like, oh, my God, I forgot how much this screws with it's continuity. Uh, here's the first boss in the game, which is the Sarlacc monster from Return of the Jedi. Yes. It's not going to sound like much because it's just the Star Wars music plus explosions. We had a, spoiler for 3010. It is Super Star Wars just turned 30. And mm-hmm. I was immediately Jack. like, ugh. And JR's like, this game rules. I'm like, this game rules if you'd been playing the Star Wars home games that came up leading up to it. Yeah. Because they're all very, very bad. And this one is like bad, but in like not very well designed, very hard, but not embarrassing. And it is coincidentally i think one of the only ones you can still buy legally uh officially really? huh. mm-hmm. yeah they, they re-released it uh around PS4. i think one of the battlefront games Might have been yeah they, yeah 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 the super star wars games or at least super star wars one is available super star wars i know there's not a two don't don't get at me I uh, yeah the they're available on these, yeah. ps4 it was made brought out for ps4 they all came out on wii oh uh, did they oh yeah, the yeah, wii around yeah. there yeah i remember that there's only one Star Wars game that gets away from anything to do with the movie stories, but it's sort of intentional. I'm, I'm going to jog a memory for you guys. You're going to hate me for jogging. Star Wars Yoda stories. I, Did anyone dying, play this fucking yeah, game? I asked Baker I about it just because, too. like, I didn't know until uh, ba- Baby Grogu, better better known as Yodu. I, when, when I didn't know that George Lucas had kind of intentionally kept Yoda's lore mysterious until that happened. Of all the questions people have asked about the universe, I hadn't heard a lot of people like, where's Yoda from? How old is he? Why aren't there more like him? Does Yoda stories hold the key to this? Mission? No, Yoda no. stories, because it's, it's, it's a proc gen desktop adventure game. One of the, I think the only desktop adventure also game. Also ported where... to Game Boy Color. Oh my god! And it's just literally just randomly generated missions where you play as Luke, and it's like Yoda is just sending you like, "Hey, go blow up this base here." Oh, okay. And it, so it's like this weird like, this never happened in Star Wars, nor could it ever happen because there was never. I guess you could say that maybe Yoda sent Luke away on stuff when he's supposed to be tra- training, but probably not. This happened so. three years in between. <laughs> yeah, I, Empire uh, and Jedi around tested, the time my, Temple of Doom was coming out. I got my new analog. <laughs> pocket in the mail uh, a week or two ago Ooh. and i had yoda stories handy on game boy color and the first mission is yoda telling you to go to tatooine to help out han solo yeah uh which you know is totally counter to yeah everything what happens in the movie <laughs> he likes it there i gotta go help my friends yeah. i just remember that at the time they were like this is 
It's an all-new thing. We're doing desktop adventures, and then after this, so there's like, one we're not other stories game. Indiana like, Jones, also, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the uh, Super Star Wars, like the liberties it takes, they they aren't quite as dramatic as you know Darth Vader confronting you at the end of every level and then turning into a monster. But they <laughs> like so you meet Obi Wan, and his first thing is like, I we need to go to Yavin. To the where the rebel base is, the secret one that the Empire is trying to find out about. Uh, rather than buying C-3PO and R2-D2, uh, Luke just happens to meet C-3PO in the desert, who's like, oh, R- my, my friend R2 wandered off and got kidnapped by Jawas, and so what do you do? What's the first thing you do? You, Of course, you go massacre all the Jawas. <laughs> Yeah, the Jawas are hostile, and you will kill a lot of them. Yeah. That was also in the NES game that preceded this. It oh, was that, that was one of my they first huge disappointments. It. I didn't know there was a Star Wars game on the NES until I found it used. Immediately like, begged to get it. Parents got it. And like they they took my disappointment as, see, this is why we don't buy you shit. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that game sucks. <laughs> yep. And yeah, not only do you kill Jawas in both... The NES and Super NES versions, you basically slaughter your way through the cantina. Uh, <laughs> just, just you know, everybody, you know, there are people drinking in the background forever, or whatever. By the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people you kill in the, the cantina, and uh, well, all, all the stuff that Hayden Christensen villainy. did off screen, you get to do. Uh-huh. You do on screen. <laughs> you, you kill uh, sand people. I hate and sand and, and bars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I hate sandbars. I, I really hate of, sandbars. <laughs> is the boss of that level one of the the hologram, the hollow chest guy? Yes. <laughs> yes. He's the, the giant, like with the long what? neck and yes. the big arms. That guy. Oh. <laughs> when, you, when you absolutely have the rights to only this much IP. Yeah. Oh my god. Exactly. <laughs> and, and yeah, this is like a bunch of made up shit. Like you fight a lava monster at the like the lowest level of the Jawa sand crawler, which of course you do. It's silly, but like you know, at least in the the Japanese version, the Jawas they kidnap R two D two, and you go after them. But then the Jawas themselves are kidnapped by Sasori Vader, the scorpion monster, and yes. uh, held with R2 behind a force field. So you go and rescue them. You're not massacring Jawas, who have never been hostile in any Star Wars anything other than this. Spoken like a guy who never, never left you, his droid you, sitting out in the yard overnight. No, Jesus. never. Yeah. Can we go well, back when you to go back and you look at you to Yavin instead of Alderaan? Because think about that for a second. Yeah. yeah. No, there's right. no mention of Yavin, Alderaan. Theoretically, yeah, you don't go into the blown up Alderaan that you think yeah. is asteroids at first. You don't, you don't see the Death Star, but of course mm-hmm. we do go to the Death Star yeah, in this game. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, Bail Organa is probably there and alive. Yeah, well, that the, I think the <laughs> me- the message from Leia specifically says, "Go to my father on Yavin." Like, yeah, oh, so yeah. Bail is just hanging out on Yavin. Okay, yeah. So, assuming Alderaan did get destroyed, you know, this is an alternate universe where Bail survived. So. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah. Don't but worry. I, I There's a planet full of people that always. Up, but he's fine. You you get it if you like games, but, but like in Star yeah. Wars. But we were combing over it with a fine tooth comb and sick of Star Wars. It's part of the beauty of it. Blah blah blah. Hero's journey. But like you're learning about this greater world at the same time Luke is. So he doesn't do anything actiony for like what like over an hour. Like he he's just it's kind a while, of a witness yeah. to these mm-hmm. things that other people do. So mm-hmm. if you have to have a game where Luke 
does stuff, you're really going to have to make shit up because... Where he fights through the desert against scorpions. Yeah, yeah otherwise it's just him... scorpions that become smaller scorpions. Otherwise <laughs> it's just right. him driving around on a gob of Vaseline. You know what? It, I, I was reading a comic right. a couple years ago. Uh, actually, after Last Jedi came out, they came out with like like a, an adventure on Crate or something that mm-hmm. I thought was going to be like a, like a, a tale of the first rebel base on Crate or whatever. But it... It, you know, it's just an adventure there, and, and but it has those same worms that pop up in the first level, and I, I got to think that's like a whoever the artist or, or writer was was a fan that of this would game and, and amazingly describe all the holes through the planets, and maybe why it's decimated and covered in salt. Maybe you're slaughtering these giant dune sandworms. <laughs> I, I just think we can all agree. You know, when you look back at. The Scorpion Vader. You realize how far CG has come when you yeah. see there. <laughs> this is oh, George oh. Lucas's original vision. He wanted Darth Vader to show up in the Sandcrawler, turn into a scorpion, but he just couldn't do it in 77. Yeah. That Scorpion Vader looked nothing yeah. like The Rock. No, the, the Scorpion was, was just like a guy in a fur vest. <laughs> now Chris gets my reference. Yeah, yes, I was, <laughs> I was, I was uh, pawing yes, at my own yes, wrestling yes, reference, yes, too, yes, trying yes, to think of Sting's real name. Scorpion King. Steve. Terrible. Mm. One of the worst implementations of CG, which at the time we were quite impressed with. Like, wow. No, we no. weren't. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Even The Rock has addressed that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't have put that out. A bunch of jabronis. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to hit a release date. But, uh, but yeah, like, uh, I, I did want to ask Baker that because, like, I know the uh, arcade game has, people have fond memories of the arcade game. I wasn't around when that even came out and didn't see it until many years later. When did Star Wars games start getting good? Because because I, I I would say the eighty three arcade game is, is yeah. pretty great, but like yeah. but the home games were were pretty garbage. I mean i I liked Empire Strikes Back as a kid. I, the Super the Empire game. Strikes Back, no, just the Empire Strikes Back where you're just on Hawk fighting at after that never. Oh, ended. an Atari. Intellivision Atari. Yeah, one? yeah, I had the Intellivision version, and the Atari yeah. one came out first. Uh, I, people seem to either love or hate that one. I I I thought it was great as a kid but it's i feel it's it's so weird how we take man i just remember when i got in the games industry and like it seems like oh we have to groan about every time there's a level set on hoth and like can we at least acknowledge it took like 15 years to set a star wars game like anywhere but one place yeah (laughs) well it's like we loved it when when you know the first couple times hoth was done and then it just became like oh yeah now this is just in every game now isn't it it always is the most fun Mm. I would say True. that actually this game Super Star Wars is kind of the where Star Wars started to get kind of cool again because mm-hmm. it was the same year when uh, the Timothy Zahn books started coming out That's and right, the Dark yeah. Horse comics started coming out because believe it or not there was like seven eight years of uh, of not much Star Wars at all if any yeah. even like the previous years before that almost nothing and I remember uh, reading in our colleague's book uh uh. What's it called? Uh, Rob's book, um, R.I.P. Rob. Rogue Leaders. Rogue Leaders about that, that. George Lucas was pretty adamant. Like, don't bother focusing on Star Wars games. Really, let's build our own IP with Lucas Arts. Mm. We'll license this out to other people. And I think Super Star Wars might have been the first time Lucas Arts was involved seriously in development. I, I'm uh, not... I think they were involved with the NES games as well. They were um, okay, but mm. uh, yeah, I think I, you know most people think of. Super Star Wars as a good game, I think. It, you know, it's kind of it has. It its was. It was. Sure. It was like the beginning of it being on the cover of game magazines. But, like, but very soon after this, you start getting X Wing and Dark Forces. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. You know, Things get like, really. That's good. when you know 
LucasArts really like took the reins yeah. of the franchise. Exactly. And, and if you like all this, I, I have a game called Loom. You should really play. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody a fan of the dig? <laughs> <laughs> and I am, so I'm not shitting yeah. on the dig. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I I admire George Lucas for making that. Like, no, no, no. Let's let's try and innovate this space and let other people handle Star Wars. Everybody can make a space game and. Hmm. People can appreciate that. And then what they did instead of space stuff, that's what you think of when you think of LucasArts. Or, right? Like, it's pretty nuts. When people say LucasArts oh, games, yeah. they, you think of adventure games. You think right. of Sam and Max and yeah, yeah. Tentacles. Absolutely. And, yeah, it's neat. Yeah. Maniac Mansion. Yeah. And uh, Star Wars is not the only Lucasfilm property to completely deviate from its source material when uh. adapted to a game. So Baker that, knows what this is. The sound of uh, Arthur and the princess getting married in Ghosts and Goblins. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is Willow for the NES. Yes, Willow for the NES. Willow. I'll play the clip from the, the trailer just to, to complete the set here. It was a different time. It could be racist. It was a time then. of destiny. <laughs> a time when a child could tip the balance between good and evil. With my powers, with the strength of my great army, can you not find one little child? Great A army. time for an unlikely hero named Willow. It was a time when a child did not appear for half of the game. <laughs> <laughs> right, the, the driving force of the plot in the mm-hmm. movie really is just a cameo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, I think she shows up like twice in the plot. Elora Dannon, the sacred baby that's prophesied to end Bav Morda's reign. I mean, do you think? Do you think that's you know because we need to make this more action oriented, or maybe on a controversial level, there's not a lot of things we can do in a platforming video game that can feature a baby at all times. Well, I, I think yeah, it was kind of Capcom being we need a, our own Legend of Zelda, and yes, mm. this guy kind of looks like Link. And this is this is a very good the Zelda top down, yes. yes. Like I think I think this might be the best game on this list, which is one of the reasons it ended up at number one. But uh, yeah, like it just completely. So so the movie is, you know, Willow Uffgood, who's part of this remote, isolated tribe of not hobbits, totally exactly. not hobbits, not actionable. Don't sue us, J.R.R. Tolkien estate. He finds a baby floating down the river and uh, doesn't know what to do. Don't with sue it, us, but- people who own the Bible. Moses. Yeah. <laughs> but some some bad people and their demon dogs are coming after the baby and so the he demon has, to, dogs. has to leave the village and the bring her to dogs. her own people and he meets uh Val Kilmer, a famous swordsman, and ends up almost inadvertently destroying this this evil uh witch queen who's who's out to kill the baby. And in the game it basically rewrites everything saying that Bavmorda, the witch queen, and Finn Raziel, the other uh, magic user, is like turned into an uh, into a possum and various other animals in this. 
that they were the messengers of the sky and earth spirits, respectively, sent Whoa. to share a message of peace and magic with mankind. That is but, very Zelda. But Bev Morda decided, you know, she she grew corrupted and wanted to seize power and declared herself queen of the world. So you have to find the special seal of both spirits and bring it to her castle and use it to destroy her. Um, and also Willow uh, uses a sword and a shield and, and kills a lot of monsters. Why not? As you do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. If you look at the opening cutscene, it, it, it talks about what you just described. But you you don't really get why Willow is involved no. in this at all. No. Uh, but if you read just... the manual, I read the manual. Ah, okay. And it explains in there. And it explains that Willow is... is uh, uh, a warrior of prophecy here. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, uh, so he was destined to uh, go on an adventure with Morda. You know, whereas, of course, in the movie, he just kind of wants to get Alora to a human bikini, as they are in the mm-hmm. movie. Uh, to and just like his plan is to leave after that. But you know, he gets caught up uh, becoming a great sorcerer and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it, it, it totally changes his motives. You know, Mad yeah. Mardigan's in like two scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's handcuffed <laughs> in both of them. I think. Well, yeah, do I, looked at, cool. I looked at the clip, and it's like Mad Mardigan literally says, "Hey, I'm I'm tied up here. Somewhere in the forest is a key." Hey, I. <laughs> Go hey, get I it. know I'm I'm the guy who looks like I should be starring in this, but the same could be said about the movie, and they didn't use me for that either. So mm. Yeah. And the uh, the turn of Sorsha from bad to good is even less believable in the game than it is in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, like in in the game, uh, I think you you try to throw like this powder of unrequited love at her, wow. and it hits Mad Mardigan instead. Right. And his outpouring of like, even though she's the one holding him captive, his outpouring of loving words it so moves her, and so like she's just immediately on board with his bullshit. Like, yes, I'm in love with you too now. Uh, I here, will marry I've, you in I've, real life, and, and yeah, I see the error of my ways. Go kill my mother, Willow. <laughs> Basically, yes, they, the they did get married in real life. After castle, this. this is happening. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, how does how does this game differ from the arcade game of the same? Very game? different. So the arcade game follows the events of the movie a little bit more closely, but it's also like a side-scrolling, uh, not shooter, but like like a, a ghouls and ghosts kind of game, yeah, action platforming. Yeah, action platforming where you're you're you know throwing spells as Willow, and then you play as Mad Mardigan, and you swing a sword. And uh, yeah, it's it it was fun, and I don't think that ever got a home conversion. It's a good looking game for the time. Mm-hmm. It looks great. Yeah, yeah that's okay. a that's a game I didn't learn about till the internet. I yeah, know I would have really. noticed it if I had seen it in the wild somewhere. I mean, yeah. I, I, I did yeah. want to ask you, Baker A, if you learn anything about the willow game during your time there but like uh, uh i i've been to lucas arts a couple times i never saw any willow stuff in... uh i saw at uh skywalker ranch i, I saw charlindria's wand Ooh. behind a, a glass case but yeah there's not really yeah there, there was no willow stuff on the walls and, yeah that, i was right. always disappointed by that yeah there is a t- we talked about Scorpion King. There was like a, a maquette of uh, of the rock. Oh, thank God! Like in a very prominent place. Like they were proud of it. And I don't think they weren't. Uh, Great! You, you, you licensed the, the likeness of the smoothest man in the universe and still got his texture wrong. 
Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of Ghostbusters two stuff around. I, the Scolari brothers were, were deaf. I saw. I have the a picture. Clouds from Hook. Like it's just a matte painting. Wow. It's clouds. Yeah, it, I, I was talking about that on a podcast. Hook. When I was at Lucas, they're like, you can take pictures, but you have to pose in pictures with stuff. And I always speculated yeah. that was so you don't see like the seams of anything. Like you, you know, is there any reason for that that you know of? Uh no. In fact, early on, you weren't allowed to do that at all. So. Yeah, well, I just assumed it was like, get the camera, if your camera, there's no 1080p cameras yet, there's no DSLRs when I think when I'm doing this, it's just like, you're far enough away to not zoom in on the prop itself to maybe see how they made it or give away some of the magic, you see the molding creases or anything like that, Uh, but yeah, I took a picture of the Han Solo Carbonite without anyone in it, and somebody from Lucas was like, take that down, (laughs) it was on my Facebook, and they caught it Mm. immediately, it was nuts. Hmm. We had mutual friends. I don't. It wasn't an algorithm thing. I, I have to think that part of the reason this movie didn't do quite so well was because it had the most disappointing action figures. I don't know if any mm. of you remember. The action figures were all these, like they were made by Tonka, mm-hmm. and they were basically just painted miniatures fixed to metal bases really? that did not move. Like, yeah, they, they were in action figures. You yeah, could say. yeah, they were just little little statuettes, figurines, yeah, exactly. basically. And like, maybe they were just predicting figures? the whole uh, collector trend early. They were, they were yeah, like, maybe. Hey, there people is, are not going to uh, use a these. Recent line of uh, reaction figures. Who yeah. does that? As it mm, uh, Super Seven. Seven. Yeah, 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 and and they actually looked like the kinds of toys you would have expected to come out around that time, like a Kenner style. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, look like, they look like unarticulated amiibos the way they are. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good a good comparison. Actually, they were basically amiibos that didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing a lot of tabletop RPG players use those. That, as that has to be what it is. It would be good mean, for that. That's that's what I I remember like getting into D and D a few years afterwards. Like, oh, I should take these out. I can use them. And it's like they're the wrong scale. They're like three yeah. times the size of my little Ralpartha figures. Uh, Oh. People who play Dungeons and Dragons in the 90s will understand that reference. Admirable you were getting that nerdy on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can use my Willow figures in my campaign. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, your peck is like seven feet tall in this universe. What's going yeah. on? <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, Peter Dinklage in uh, the Marvel movie. Uh, <laughs> right. Infinity War. Beat yeah. you to it, Baker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you. Oh, and uh, I forgot to mention the best detail of the NES game, which is uh, Willow's best friend is a pterodactyl-looking creature named Poe that you summon with an ocarina. And that's how I learned what an ocarina is, years before Zelda did it. Wow, wait a minute. So the Zelda ripoff game might have something that Zelda games then... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I would actually classify this as uh, kind of a almost what you might expect what Zelda 2 would have been if you didn't know mm. what Zelda 2 is. Because mm. yeah. it, it plays like Zelda 1, but it's also got a little bit of... Uh, of Link uh, to the oh Past. God, I mean, the, the SNES game. Yeah, uh, the Link to the Past. Link to the yes, Past. Yes, yes. You know, the, just the... It's got more dialogue. Yeah, the, the way he talks to people and everything. There's a little mm-hmm, bit of that yeah. in there. A little bit more RPG. It's kind of a bridge in, in that respect, uh, more so than Zelda 2 even was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, you, you, you summon Poe with the ocarina to take you, like, he's he's the fast travel. So, like, also early fast travel. That yeah, wasn't something yeah, a lot of NES games did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that was pretty cool. Uh, that, I, I, I think I've told the story before, but I sometimes tell it off mic in relation to working at a game publisher. I think it was before I started working at Capcom, but the team had just started streaming stuff. 
it was before I got there, and I just remember they were, you know, we were just streaming things in their anniversary. They weren't emulating things. It was just stuff that you had in the office, and obviously there's a copy of Willow for NES in the office. So it's the anniversary. Let's start streaming it. And all of a sudden, like, there's 70,000 people in the stream, and it becomes their most popular, most well-attended stream to date. And Crazy. it just seems naive now, but, like, oh, yeah, when a publisher does something like that, you think an announcement is coming of some kind? And there wasn't, and I don't think anybody got in trouble, I don't think Lucas kicked up any shit or anything like that, but it was just like, yeah, you A, we saw, like, that game had a way bigger fan base than I, I, I thought I thought that it had. But also, you need to be more careful when you stream stuff on anniversaries on the official account because you inadvertently look like you're teasing people with something that could never really happen. Right. And, yeah. and, and not that the, you know, there's plenty of reasons Willow could come out. I don't know if Digital Clips is really bored and wants to focus on a single game. <laughs> but, but it's not impossible. I mean, they could bring it, package it with the arcade game and uh, make it a two that, that, That's what they want to follow up uh, Atari 50 with. Yeah. 100 games, documentaries. Let's There's release. also a PC Willow game, oh, not by Capcom, oh. that is awful. But more oh. faithful to the movie than the other. Hmm. Isn't that always the way with the PC games? Good Lord. Look at the Roger Rabbit yeah. DuckTales games. They're fucking disgusting, but they look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah true all right well that's been our top five hope you enjoyed it on that note we're going to take a little break and when we come back we're going to talk about some new releases some news some other stuff so stay tuned now relive the magical adventures of the movie willow with these amazing characters that bring the story to life there's the heroic swordsman matt martigan i'll win this war for you the evil sorceress bab morda the dreaded general cave i'll crush the rebels and brave willow himself the epic battles, good versus evil. You can bring the magic of Willow home with collectible figures, vehicles, and accessories, each sold separately. Willow, the magic lies within. Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. Yeah, I'm talking about the Wii U, a system I bought two weeks before the Switch was announced. (laughs) (laughs) I should have saved that. Because right. I'm dying to talk about this. This is a bonus show of which we have no name because it's not bonus time. It's 30, 20, 10 adjacent, but I don't know what kind of theme song it deserves. But more importantly, uh, a round of digital applause for Steve Guntley. Half of the We Universe podcast. We Universe. Hello. I, I've never heard Weenus in that before until now. Now I'm smiling. Uh, oh, no, I haven't either. Damn, yeah, we're, we're, here to, we're here to... <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our second segment, where we're just going to dive headlong into that wonderful, colorful world known as... Big old bonk for Matt to edit out. Uh, Sorry about that. Bonk. There's a new bonk? Yeah, no. New uh, bonk! <laughs> <laughs> Only I game that matters. Excited. 
Um, hey, so you, dealer's choice. You played all these, Michael. Yes, so I did. Which one? Where so, do you want to start? Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, we talked a little bit about last week with TL, but uh, at least one of us has played it since then. And uh, I, I know, I, th- I think the reviews are largely positive, but kind of mixed. I have not played it very much. What I will say is uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a bit less than I enjoyed uh, Arceus, which came out earlier this year, mm. because I, I sort of miss that ability to just, oh, there's a Pokemon. I'm going to sneak up and huck a, a Pokeball at it and not have to fight it first. But of mm. course, this one, yeah, you, you have to collide with Pokemon and fight them. It is kind of neat because you can throw out your primary Pokemon and just have it follow you around, and it will get into fights independently of you that you don't need to, to participate in. Which is a neat touch, but uh-uh. like like my drunk friends at the bar, mm. they just follow you around and then get into fights when you don't intend them to. Yeah. Like, come on, but I, come I was, on, Cordry. Yeah, I was come telling on, you guys off mic that like generally with Pokemon games, I'm used to like you know between the second, first, and second towns or whatever, you will meet like you know maybe five or six different kinds of Pokemon. There's a small variety, and I feel like I've already met more than I do in my average short runs through Pokemon games so far. Like, I, I've collected probably in the neighborhood of 30 to 40 different Pokemon, one of each. Uh, probably not that many, but uh, I do feel like I've, I've fought and collected a lot of diverse and different Pokemon, which is which is cool. Um, Diversity? Yeah. Oh, get woke, go broke, Nintendo. <laughs> this yeah. is some bullshit. Exactly. Um <laughs> My one major complaint about the game so far, so it's modeled on Spain, which is a country I have some experience with. My uh, my family on my father's side is is from Spain. I've been there a few times. And one of the the staple foods in Spain is called a bocadillo. Burrito. And, oh. And it's bocadillo is a Spanish sandwich usually on a baguette. It can have a variety of different fillings, but like that that sandwich on a hard roll in Spain is called a bocadillo. They they have if if it's on regular sliced bread, it's a sandwich. Uh Ooh, gross. But, but what about a torta, Michael? What do you have? Tortas are Mexican. Torta? Ah, those and those are on their own they're kind not of the special same? bread. No, they're not the same. Oh. I have a lot of apologies to make. I know, right? But uh, I, I was slightly infuriated. One of the first things you get is clearly supposed to be a bocadillo, and they just label it as a sandwich. And, some bullshit. And there's like a bocadillo making mini game, but it's just a sandwich making mini game. So like weird. what the hell? What a what a weird squandered opportunity. Yeah, that's not even like a Japanese localization thing. You just don't no. trust Americans to. Yeah, so that's cultural a Pokemon nation. What, what the fuck is a bocadillo? This is just a sandwich. What are you trying to pull here, Nintendo? <laughs> Can at least is it, if it's authentic? I believe you can't eat it till ten o'clock. Uh, that's <laughs> well. No, you, you can you can eat during the day. You just have to wait until you know ten for dinner or whatever it is. <laughs> I right. admire that. I would love to eat my dinner. Yeah, at 10. yeah, yeah. Whole night. You would too if you took a three hour nap. Uh, in my my big question here is is um. And we've talked a lot about jank on the show lately, and it's not mm. ruinous jank. It was just more like I felt validated for saying, I think the Switch kind of sucks, and mm. and I don't know if this the stuff I'm seeing from... The Switch is starting to suck, starting to get a little long in the tooth. It does It does feel like ambitions of the games are starting to outpace what the system can do. Yeah, and, and the reviews I've seen in this game, there's been nothing that actually sort of knocks the game itself or its system. And the anything. game is still playable. And everything negative is just the technical stuff. Yeah. It's like, hey, in handheld mode, 
which a lot of kids have because they have the Switch Lite. So, like, that's all they have. They're like, this thing doesn't run that well. Like, it's it, a lot of frame rate issues, a lot of technical glitches versus in docked mode, from what I've heard, seems pretty well, yeah, fine. And, and just because, well, uh, Pokemon games were always, at least in America, never really, what would you call them? Technological pioneers? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Hardly. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so, like, seeing... Seeing a glitchy Pokemon game, even to me, is like someone who's, who's only like played three mainline Pokemon games is like, that's fucking weird. I remember, though, Arceus got similar criticisms. It's not mainline. That released. You know? It's not the, yeah. the two yeah. big Pokemon games. And I saw people like, that's what Nintendo rushed it or me to release it. And like, do we know that? Like, what? Or is the Switch like kind of growing incapable of like modern day visuals? I, my switch. I always say my switch feels feels like a like a seven year old laptop most of the time. It, it runs very awkwardly. I will say I think the game looks fine. Like there are moments where like you know every time you eat a special dish in the game, you have this weird cutscene of your characters like closing their eyes and like opening their mouth and just eating this thing, and it, like your face takes up most of the screen. And it's just like wow, that's actually some impressive texture detail on that hat. Uh, I, I, you know, it, it looks good. It's just that, yeah, it's a little bit glitchy sometimes. It doesn't always animate the way it should. I think I haven't really encountered any notable glitches. I've seen some online, but like my, my thing is like the camera angle tends to be kind of weird when I start mm -hmm. fights. Like it'll, it'll take on like this thing with like extreme close up behind my, my Pokemon with like the other Pokemon in the distance at like a weird Dutch angle. And then I realize like, Oh, well, that's not fixed. I can just move the camera around. Like, for whatever yeah. reason, it just starts like that. Yeah. Uh, just a Pokemon ass man. That's mm -hmm. all. Just some cameraman <laughs> obsessed. <Yep. laughs> no, I, the, the stuff I, I heard about is mostly it's frame rate stuff. Frame rate stuff, mm -hmm. probably some pop oh, in. No, I saw some it, cameras you know, going through the levels. Like, technologically, Pokemon and like mainline Pokemon games don't really break, they just run a little slower. And mm -hmm. so, like, this is just, even from like my perspective as a game enthusiast last journalist like what the fuck is this about holy shit I, 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 is this proof that you can fix things like this in an update i'm sure that can happen but is or is this more proof like the game was more ambitious than what the vanilla switch can handle and uh, I, the oled has a little more power but like i would love a, i don't need a new nintendo platform but i think they should release a, some kind of switch pro as soon as they can man hmm. yeah maybe and I can't afford one, by the way, so I'm not fucking bad. Don't, don't really want it to happen. Another thing I thought was interesting about this is that, like, I'm, I'm no Pokemon expert. I've played a lot of the games a little bit. Uh, but usually the cover Pokemon is like the, the aspirational one, right? It's like mm -hmm. this thing that you're, you're working toward eventually toward the end of the game, you will get to fight and capture it. Uh, this time around, you you meet and befriend the cover Pokemon almost right away. Like in the the first hour or so of gameplay, uh, you'll you'll give it your sandwich and revive it, and it'll it'll become your friend and help you. And uh, at least in Scarlet, it can turn into a motorcycle that you can ride around, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> Those have been some of the funniest glitches yeah, but, I've seen, yes. though the, the weird animation stuff with like yeah. if you have two people playing co-op next to each other and you do that animation, one gets, like, giant. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. One mm -hmm. one becomes Willow. Yeah. Because <laughs> the motorcycle has to crawl animation-wise <laughs> while you drive. It's very awkward. Hmm. It's awkward even if it was working correctly. Like, <laughs> But uh, from what you've played so far, Michael, like, how much of, you know, we were, like, 
before this came out, we were like, man, I really hope they learned a lot of lessons from Arceus, but we were skeptical they could have just because of mm-hmm. the release, the, the window between releases. But is there a lot of Arceus DNA in this one? Or there's, is it... there's some. I still wish okay. it, like, it doesn't feel quite as flexible as Arceus did, if that's the right word. Like, again, I, I was I was feeling something's missing here. What is it? And then realizing, like, oh, yeah, I'm missing being able to, uh, like, just throw balls at Pokemon directly yeah. uh, and, and try to ambush them. Um, whereas, yeah, this is more like a traditional Pokemon game where you have to fight them and weaken them and then you can capture them, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Conversely, I heard from kids this weekend, like, man, Arceus was way too Breath of the Wild. Didn't like mm. it. Like, not my Pokemon. Like, weird. <sighs> How do you okay. not like Breath of the Wild? Whatever. I mean, I mean well, she said she didn't hate it and her friend agreed, but like, uh, yeah, it was just odd to see it like that other perspective. That's what we want from Pokemon. Maybe not what Pokemon diehards mm. want from Pokemon. Yeah, I don't know. Speaking speaking of uh, new release, we missed just while we have Baker here. I just wanted to see if you'd touch uh, Marvel Snap at all. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say I <laughs> touched I it a it lot. For, I played it for a couple hours and swatted yeah. my hand to the ground like this is crack. Not. <laughs> it's pretty much the only thing I played in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely got its hooks in me. I know it's it's not um, new this week, but like we haven't mentioned mm. it yet, and it's a Marvel card game on iOS and yeah. They, they've been running ads all over Elon Musk's Twitter. And yeah. I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. is it the ones with Sam Jackson in them? Did I see that for a second? Uh, the ones I see just has a trading card. There is, yeah, there is a, a trailer that has uh, Sam Jackson Which I've in never it. seen for one of their games before. Kind of neat. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, you know, I, that, that particular game, uh, it's a really great just card game, Marvel or not. And, and just like being the, the huge Marvel geek that I am, like mm-hmm. I, I am starting to see things like, I'd, I'd like for things to make more sense in it. Like, mm. uh, like you know, there's all these combos that, you know, a popular one is Lady Sif. Her uh, her move is she's kind of powerful, but as a side effect to that, she uh, hurts someone in your deck. But that someone can be Apocalypse. And if you hurt Apocalypse, <laughs> he gets stronger. So, like, in a way, Lady Sif and Apocalypse are, are teaming up, like, constantly. And I'd like to see like more kind of, you know, have the X have an X Man help an X Man kind of thing. Oh, uh, oh you know, I see. Have Fantastic saying. Four yeah. character help team Fantastic up feature kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, it's some of the some of the things they do, they actually, uh, you know, some of their powers for the certain characters make sense, and some are just totally random. It seems like so. Hmm. And I'd also like to know like who the artists are on these cards. It's got really cool art. A lot of times they don't tell you that. You know, and I they're feel beautiful. Like and like the, the, that's part of the only free to play thing I can see is like upgrading your cards. Yeah, just to give them. Yeah, more it, it does a, a. I don't feel. I think I spent like three dollars, and I've probably played it like thirty hours altogether so far. So yeah, it's, it's crack, baby. Uh, it's crack. Yeah, it really is. Especially if you're a Marvel. <laughs> I love how every card has like a flourish. Like throw a Hawkeye oh, down, yeah. arrow. Yeah, shoots there's out. tons of style. Star Lord has like jet boots on. It's, it's just I feel like they they could do so much to enhance like our knowledge of characters there's characters i don't know like yeah. sword master sword master and... i had no idea oh, well, i just don't want to be beat by demon dinosaur anymore debris is <laughs> a character that i have now in my deck i've never heard of debris wasn't sword master the guy played by uh the the better call saul guy in oh. the hawkeye series no that's uh the swords men oh I <laughs> a see, totally see. different character of course yeah. yes my bad uh wow that is that the same guy yeah, <laughs> that's fucking. Uh, oh my god, I lost his name. He's great. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, I used to know his name. He's in a lot of stuff. He's he's awesome. No, I'm just uh, trying to think of his Breaking Bad or his Better Call Saul name. So good. Hmm. God damn, I lost it. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fine. Old. <laughs> we Old. don't need to look it up. The no. audience knows and is screaming it at yeah. us. So shut your mouth. <laughs> Start your own podcast. <laughs> Tell me how to make a feed. Somehow I get more fulfillment out of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just that knowledge of driving them crazy. Mm. I'm going to forget more facts on this yeah, show. In fact. Um, Count on it. I'm getting older. Gungrave Gore, the oh, man. fourth Gungrave game. I just looked it up. Uh, fourth? I thought third. Well, Gungrave VR came out there, in, there in 2018. Thing, yeah. I don't know if that was just a remake or what. This is but totally worthy of having a long argument about. Yeah. In, in the game, <laughs> they have like a, a history of Gungrave where they bring you up to speed on the events. Uh. And they only mention the first two games, which are like, boy, let me tell you, this game is so dumb. This game is just so ridiculously yep. dumb, but yep. sort of in like the right way. I, I sort <laughs> of love like, it. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, Gungrave was like it debuted in like 2002, and it was just yes. like this budget anime ass game about this yes. dude with like a coffin full of guns or whatever. And like, oh, it's it's like an anime El Mariachi, but like I'm sort of like a Solomon Grundy back from the dead character. With the artist from Trigun. It's, yeah, it's all the Trigun yeah, yeah. anime folks. And very, it, it was it was on the heels of Devil May Cry, which had to have been a little parallel thinking because it only came out a year after Devil May Cry. Yeah. So it, it's, but it, it's very similar. It's like, hey, we're much more, shooter. much more shootery than Devil May Cry, I think. Yeah. And uh, that first game was a lot of fun. And then I kind of skipped out on Overdose in 04. And now it's uh, almost 20 years after the original game came out. And here we are with Gungrave Gore. Four and, games deep. Yeah. Do you, do you like um, <laughs> it's if just very straightforward? Just unleash gunfire in a direction, and it'll auto-aim for you, and all of your enemies will turn into explosive fountains of blood. Yes. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Do you like uh, swatting back missiles with the coffin strapped to Mm -hmm. your back? This Mm -hmm. game's got that. Um, Yeah, it's, it's a... It's a dumb shooter, but I say that in the most loving way possible. It's very PS2. Yeah. Like, like it really has not progressed much since that formula in PS2, which I, I don't want it to. I mean, it's, it it's a lot, lot prettier than a PS2 lot, game. Lot but yeah, prettier. The, the gameplay seems very familiar to that, Absolutely. To that it's, era. It's very much tube shooter yeah. with, you know, yeah. The only complaint I have, I'm playing on Xbox and like... My finger's getting tired. They make you... There's no, like, auto-shoot where you just hold the trigger yeah. and you keep shooting. It makes you click in every fucking time. Yeah, and I'm it'll, like, this is- it'll aim for you, but you have to keep hitting, fanning that, that RT. It's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I can only handle, like, one level at a time. I'm like, I can't, can't keep doing this. Mm. But uh, it's 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 dumb fun. I, I kind of like those stylistic anime shooters, and that's what it is. And don't expect much more than that it is on game pass so if you just want to yeah. give it a shot uh, go play it on game pass and it's 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 fun it's, what else can i say like who was expecting a follow-up to gungrave not me, not me. yeah baker and i are still pretty shocked <laughs> you could be making this up and, and teasing us yeah. and this could be an April very very anime-ass shooter um a lot like evil west evil evil west feels like the more refined version of gungrave almost right in that right. like yeah, you're you're a vampire hunter in the old west, and uh, your primary weapon is a, an electrified steel gauntlet that you beat the shit out of vampires with, and uh, you you have guns and, and a rifle, and it's just, the the controls are very 
simple and straightforward. Like, oh yeah, hit RT to shoot your pistol, hold LT and hit RT to fire your rifle. It's that simple. It's very quick. Uh, it, it's very brawlery. Uh, and, and what I've played, what little I've played is a lot of fun. Uh, it reminded me, like, I, I was a little suspicious going in because, like, this game looks a lot like a game that came out a long time ago called Damnation, which was a very bad supernatural steampunk western. But this is a really fun one. Was that was that the the, the fan made one that got legitimized and uh, four player no. unreal thingy? No, that the one I'm thinking of it was like was made by like a studio that had previously done like low budget horror movies. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, what, there was another. There was a vampire old Dark West Watch. Shooter. Dark Watch. Yeah. That's what it, I I was getting. Dark Watch vibes from this. Thing uh, it's, it's got a little bit of Dark Watch vibes, except uh, you know you're you're not a vampire yourself, at least not in the part that I've played. So you don't have powers, but you. It is one of those where it's just like man. Speaking of Gun Gray feeling like a PS2 game, this feels like PS2 level writing, where just the heroes are swearing constantly, <laughs> like uh, you know. It, I, I, I don't mind it, but it's like, yeah, it does does feel like you're leaning a little hard on this right now. Like, uh, real quick to go back to Gungrave, that's sort of one of my favorite parts. Is is it was developed by a Korean developer, and so you know I play games with subtitles, and the subtitles have like the typos and the mistranslations, mm. but like the voice actors, you can tell like read them. They're like, oh, yeah. they, they meant to say have instead of has, like mm-hmm. that kind of low yeah. budgetness. That I'm just like, Mwah, I love this. But um, no, Evil West, yeah, very much, it's weird. It looks it has the same throwback vibes, yeah, different type evil. of throwbacks. And it is the third game out this year to just have Adjective West in its title. We got That's the weird West, thing going against it. Weird West, Hard West 2, and now Evil West. <laughs> They're all supernatural westerns. I honestly think people will confuse this in Weird West, which Weird West at least is on Game Pass, but mm-hmm. like they'll probably think they have played this because of I'm, that. Like it's... I'm blocking everybody with the last name West from my social media feed. Mm. So. <laughs> Don't know what about Frank. About this. What about Frank? Yeah. Frank? Poor Frank West. <laughs> <laughs> caught, up, caught up in this anti-Semitic yeah. drama. What if, what if Adam know, West comes? Wars anyway. <laughs> or Adam West. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Back he comes back from the dead. Yeah. Appeal. As a vampire right. in Evil West. No. That's that's the that's the the twist at the end. You find out that the, the head of the vampires is Adam West. When all this time, the one you meant to block, he dropped that name long ago. He's just yay now, Chris. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it's funny how it doesn't catch on when you hate the person. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, Dark Pictures Anthology: The Devil in Me came out this week, and yes. it is a. I, I was not expecting Dark Pictures to go in a true crime direction, yeah. but uh, it is based on H.H. H. Holmes, who it was America's first serial killer. He right. capitalized oh, on... God, I was thinking of H.H. H. Gregg. No, I was no, trying no. to get some deals this Black Friday. So this guy, when, when the World's Fair was in Chicago in the, the late 19th century, he opened a hotel that he had designed himself and he had designed it himself because it was full of traps and secret passages and murder chambers and other things that he could use to kill his guests in interesting ways. Uh, he confessed to, I think, 27 murders. Is this real? Th- yeah, this is real. Go listen to um, Lore, uh, episode eight. The, it's called The Castle. It's all about this. It sounds like it should be yeah, fake. Yeah, it sounds like, like a wow, fucking video yeah. game. Yeah. No, it's it's a real deal, man. Yeah, they, so they dive into it's, all. This it's stuff. a real guy, um, and yeah, there was like I I went down a rabbit hole reading about. It, and it's like oh yeah, he was buried under like 
thousands of pounds of concrete and they like exhumed him a few years ago because I think a History Channel documentary revived a rumor that he might have faked his death. That, you know, he, he survived execution and, and ran off to Argentina or something. So his his family, his descendants ordered him exhumed and like they checked his dental records like, yeah, no, this is him. So if, if I die, mm-hmm. please order me exhumed like every other year. That's the, <laughs> only, that's the only thing I ask for. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cheap. Just, We're not going to have yeah. to rebury you. I, I'm yeah. missing this. I had this Mr. Rossetti Mebo right here, says Matt, but, uh, but now it's gone. Right me, Was no. that right in your last switches? You want, you want your corpse to be spring-loaded so that it jumps above ground yes! at least once I per year. I want to prank you guys with my corpse. <laughs> that's, all I ever, that's all I ever wanted. Um, but so the, the first chapter of this has you playing as people checking into the hotel, and mm. then you find out that, like, oh, this is all part of a dramatization that's put on by this crew of journalists trying to put together their own shitty true crime documentary and mm. they get invite they get called up by a reclusive billionaire who has built a Every replica time. a replica of hh holmes's murder castle and would they like to come and check it out and film there has there ever been a worse time pr wise for billionaires <laughs> <laughs> no it turns out the reason most billionaires are recluses they're complete assholes, yeah. and no one wants to be mm-hmm. friends with mm-hmm. them. Yeah. It's, it's not by choice. But just, yeah, so dicks. so you are playing as this film crew as they you know investigate this murder palace, and you know mysterious twists start happening that I don't want to spoil. But what's interesting about these games is that they they have the like you know the quarry and until dawn I think are by the same team. Yep, and they have like real recognizable actors with yep. their faces in the game and. Uh, I don't know if any of you saw the last season of Fargo, but uh, Jesse Buckley, who played the nurse on that, uh, is is like one of the the lead characters, and it is kind of weird because she's she's Irish, and in Fargo she did kind of you know like a little sing songy Midwestern accent, and in this she's just trying to do a straight flat American accent, and it does not always work. Oh, like really? she says, she slips in things sometimes, like. I'd really appreciate that ah. or H H Holmes mm. or you know, things that Americans would not say. You sometimes get the impression that they they're churning out a lot of these now. Mm-hmm. The, the, these uh, dark pictures things where it's like, yeah, I don't know that they have the time or the budgets to really dwell on stuff like that. It's probably like, all right, we got that one, let's keep going, let's keep going. It's like, almost like they're, a they're telltale doing... model that can last forever. Hmm. Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did notice like, yeah, this seems like a lot of cutscene with you know just like here walk walk through this portion and oh now we'll have you have it like a moving block puzzle where you have to move this thing around to create a path on the upper level or whatever uh, and now more more talking and there there are junctions where like it acts as though you've made a choice even though you haven't like oh this character did this at dinner and it's like well I didn't have any control over that why are you making a note of that that kind of sucks Almost like they had to cut things for time, maybe or content, maybe. I don't know, like, but I, I, um, I appreciate that they're out there doing these and having just played through the quarry, and I gave the quarry a little bit of a bad rap as Michael and I streamed it because I'm like, man, there's some annoyances. Like, it takes eh, a while to get to the scares in the quarry. Yeah, yeah, but overall, it's pretty, pretty decent thing, and they do a good job. And like Michael said, it's kind of cool to see recognizable actors playing the stuff. Mm. And I, a little disappointed to hear that this one isn't just 
I mean, I guess that would be tasteless to retell the story of the actual murders, but it, it's like a thing. It's uh, okay. It's I mean, a yeah, it sort of by. opens with that, but uh, again, ah, don't okay. want to don't want to be oh. too spoilery. But their next one, I think they're doing a sci-fi. So they're they're mm. attempting various types of horror at this point, which is like, cool, branch yeah, out. That's, that's good. Horizon 2. Yeah. I also didn't realize that the narrator for these, um, the, the what I, the archivist or whatever the hell his name is, I forget, is uh, played by Pip Torrens, who I remembered is like the bad guy from the Preacher from, series. From Larry, Jerry, Larry Sanders' show? <laughs> Sorry, no, the joke is ruined. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, he he was on he was on preacher and like I just remember him as hair star and he like you know got the big cut down the center of his head so his head looks like a giant penis. Um, anyway, <laughs> preacher uh, crawled so boys could walk. Sure, um, sure, that's a good way to look Seth at Rogen. it. And I, I, can I give a little shout out? I didn't think I'd like Norco as much as I did, and I didn't finish ah, it. Ah, you played it? Yeah, but it came to Game Pass last weekend, and it was kind of the most instantly compelled I was in terms of. Like Matt, I like gamey games. This is not a gamey game, but it's mm. it's, a, yeah. it's came to console Game Pass. It's been on PC Game Pass, right? Right, but and it's but it's it's got Game of the Year contention. But in case people have Game Pass really? and hadn't heard of it, it's it's you can play it for asterisk free. Uh, it is one of the most compelling visual novels I've ever played, and I instantly got sucked in because of the writing, which is not something that happens to me normally. Yeah, the writing's really good, mm-hmm. and it gets weird. Yeah. Yeah, it it has almost like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy vibes at times when I was mm. playing through that thing. Yeah, it's it's like silly and horrific at the same time. Mm. Yeah, Hitchhawks, exactly. Hitchcock's Guide to the Galaxy. Somebody photoshopped <laughs> <laughs> Hitch's Guide to Cock. Anyway, let's move Excuse on me. to... It is Black Friday week, mm-hmm. which means it's time for a very special edition of Game Deals. Hit the music. Take my advice, do as I say, save a little money for a rainy day. What are you buying? <laughs> <laughs> it is the Black Friday game deals. Love hearing that sound at least once a year around this time mm-hmm. of year. Uh, so we are recording this a little early because Thanksgiving week. Um, so I think a lot of the big deals aren't yet live, or maybe they're saving those as flash sales they or something might, for actual Matt, they, Black they Friday. Might, like since COVID, they didn't. The doorbuster d- deals disappeared, and it's yeah, kind of uncouth yeah. for people to do. I'll be surprised if they come back. Instead, it's been like Black Friday deals month where each day it gets better and better so i'm seeing some decent deals yeah. but nothing like oh my gosh like right. shocking deals right so in general you can you can save at least around 20 bucks on some of this year's new releases um occasionally a little bit more what i've tried to do with the help of articles from kotaku and ign i'm trying to find like the best price on a lot of these games for you folks. But I'm going to start off with like kind of console type deals. So uh, Nintendo Switch, if you haven't gotten one yet, forget what Chris said about it earlier. It's mm-hmm. fine. Um, they have a bundle. It's a $300 bundle, which is like, that's eh, not a lot of savings, but it, it <laughs> comes launch. with comes with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and All a three-month right. subscription to Switch Online. So you're basically getting a free game. With Mario Kart alone, it's worth a deal. Yeah. They're yeah. happy? 
This is also, uh, as you know, if you if you own a Switch or just have owned any Nintendo platform in the past, they don't put their games on sale a lot. This is one of the few times of the year that you can actually save some money on Nintendo first-party titles. So games like Mario Party Superstars, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, uh, Zelda Link's Awakening, Fire Emblem Warriors. I'm used Three to paying Hopes. $60 for these, these games. How much? Uh, yet you can get most of these for about $40. Or you can save $40 on that Mario Kart Live Home Circuit sets, the little RC car Mario Kart You still experience. make those? No, those things yes. aren't done. Well, you can get them. That. You can get them for sixty bucks if hmm. you'd like. So, uh, on the Xbox side of things, this is actually kind of a big deal. Um, Xbox Series S is being sold for fifty dollars off, so you can oh, find shit. that direct from Microsoft for two hundred and fifty dollars. So that is the cheapest way to get yourself into the current gen of things um they also have it bundled with a free xbox stereo headset which is normally 60 bucks extra so so you can find a few ways to save there uh if you're a new owner you can also have the uh the one dollar a month introductory price for game pass which if you're gonna get an xbox you gotta get game pass like come on yeah. what are you doing yeah. Um, and then you can get controllers right now. All their controllers are $20 off, so they're down from $60 to uh, $40. So, um, in terms of, of digital Xbox deals, I kind of was going through the new releases. The best deals I saw digitally, uh, you Game can Pass. find Lego, Lego Star Wars. <laughs> yes, and other than Game Pass. Uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga at half off, so $30. Um, Madden NFL 23, 35. Uh, this year's NBA game, 35. Wait, hold on. Baker, Baker, you play Skywalker Saga? Uh, a lot of it, I, not all of it, not mm. as much as I'd like to have played by now. But it's yeah, quite good. Mm. I quite platinumed good. it. It's one of my favorite games of the year. That's Whoa. a lot of game to platinum. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it really uh, is. <laughs> and then finally, you can you can find Tiny Tina's Wonderland is thirty dollars, so so half off. On the PlayStation side, no console deals to speak of, but you can get the controller for twenty dollars off, so down from seventy to fifty bucks, and that's for. A bunch of the color variants too, so not just the plain white controller. You can get that cosmic red, the midnight black, um, and then you get twenty five percent off PlayStation Plus subscriptions. I don't ask me to name the tiers, but just know that there's multiple <laughs> tiers, and you can get them for twenty five percent off. Um, this is PlayStation adjacent. Mm. This would appeal to the Michaels of the world. You can score two terabyte SSD for your Ooh. PS five for one hundred and eighty bucks on Amazon right now. Um. I could probably get one for less than that right now. Okay. Well, that was called out in, in the deals as, as mm. not a bad deal. That comes pre-equipped with the heat sink and everything, so it, mm. it's at least ready to, to go. I, who, okay, with the heat sink, okay, that does make a difference. What's the brand? What the fuck? I'm not doing any of this to my console. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, well, that, yeah, it was, it, I, I forget what the brand is, but... Uh, like, if it's Samsung, I know they try, tend to charge more, but... Uh, Again, his, his second mispronunciation in 500 yeah. episodes. The WD Samsung. Black ones are good. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem, the new Plague Tale game, you Ooh. can find for 48 digitally on PlayStation. Uh, FIFA, you can get for 42. So Dying Light, the cheapest you can find it digitally right now is 30 bucks. But physical, uh, save that. If Go to Amazon. You can find it for 25 bucks if you want Dying Light 2, the new one this year. Um, Gotham Knights down to $42 digitally, but wait for physical later on down below. I, I got some cheaper deals there. Madden 35 again and NBA 35 again. So 
roughly the same prices across PlayStation and Xbox. On the meta side, everyone knows we love meta, love Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> He's not stepping down. I'm not, I don't believe the Hail rumors. Zuck. Zuck is life. Raise the price because we just want to give him more of our money. But if you don't, um, you can find uh, the meta whatever VR Quest 2 VR on sale for Black Friday. But here's, here's for me the big thing. Um, you can find bundled with Beat Saber and Resident Evil 4 Jesus. with the 128 mm. gigabyte bundle priced at 350 I mean, those are kind of regarded as yeah. two of the best games yeah. on Quest. So, uh, so that's a way to save a little money and get those two games. Um, let's see. On the physical side, uh, and again, I'm trying to find the places that have the cheapest deals for you. And this is as of when I gathered these these deals. So you can find uh, Elden Ring for $35 at Walmart. Kind of Walmart. It's got the cheapest stuff all My around if you want to find year. it. Gotham Knights, $35 at Walmart for, for physical. Let's see. Dying Light 2, I mentioned Amazon, $25. Amazon has Elden Ring for 40 Amazon, in general, I think they try to do the price matching thing, yeah. though. So, like, if, if it's a certain price at Walmart, they might have it at that price on yes. Amazon. Walmart and Amazon uh, play a very weird dosey do with that shit. So, always check both. The new Saints Row from this year, $35 on Amazon. Oh. Uh, Final Fantasy, this uh, sorry, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, thirty dollars on Amazon. Uh, TMNT Cowabunga Collection, you can find for twenty dollars. I think that's nice. down from what forty. Hmm. Uh, the Quarry, twenty five dollars on Amazon. Bayonetta three already marked down to forty six dollars, and then uh, Amazon has Plague Tale, just a little bit cheaper than digitally. You can find for thirty nine bucks. Uh, on the Best Buy side of things, they seem to have the best deal on Persona 5 Royal. And again, I work for Sega. So uh, Persona 5 Royal for Switch, $30 at Best Buy. Uh, you oh, can God. also get a physical version of Lego Sky, Lego Star Wars for 30 bucks, and Elden Ring for 40 at Best Buy. Yum. Cool. Uh, let's see. GameStop, they got Elden Ring for 40 or $39. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, $25. Not bad. Nice, uh, Stray, nice. Stray is $29 at GameStop. Uh, you can also find Sonic Frontiers for thirty nine at GameStop. Sorry, and where are Sonic's ears? <laughs> in the front. Ah, perfect. <laughs> and then Target. Target's got Elden Ring for forty, Lego Star Wars for thirty, and Cowabunga Collection for twenty again. So uh, the price is very similar across the board. I did try to find you the lower, the lowest uh, price on in certain locations, but uh, like I said, for the most part. You can save around 20, maybe 30 bucks. Can I give you a a 60 second version of Chris's? I've weirdly encountered these Black Friday deals, blah, blah, blah. Hulu, the only service I've canceled repeatedly, despite its robust catalog, I just don't use it very often. $199 a month for 12 months. That's a very good deal. Hmm. And uh, if my dad broke his Apple Watch, uh, Apple Watch with cellular technology is all of that shit is being discounted. Hmm. Um, and you don't have to activate the cellular cellular to use it. You, it'll oh. work like a normal Apple Watch. Right. I'm a little yeah, congested. Yeah, yeah. Huh. For a second, um, I thought you were going to say my dad broke his Apple Watch. If you'd like to buy it, I am significant discount. Very limited time deal. Mildly <laughs> desperate. So yes, uh, if you can buy my dad's old shit, I mean he's <laughs> only only three, probably three years away from doing that on the show. Oh. Who, does anybody want a full collection of Florida Marathon T-shirts? Uh, but 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 like in, ter- no. in terms of Apple Watch, they say like cellular. You don't have to pay for the cellular. It works like a regular non-cellular Apple right. Watch. And right. because nobody wants to pay extra for cellular, they're very cheap right now. So hmm. get them. Interesting. Get em. Interesting. Well, that is it for game deals, Michael. Hit the sound. 
Take my advice and do as I say. Save a little money for a rainy day. Thank you! He had both! Of course I have both. <laughs> Jesus. What kind of amateur do you think I am? Uh... <laughs> So this week's news, I kind of, I have a theme. I, I realized after I gathered all the news, I'm going to ask you at the end of the news if you picked up what the theme was. Okay, mm. so no no hints, but mm-hmm. let's just see if you can pick up what it is. So first up, Mario Kart 8 is bringing back some classic t- uh, tracks with that third wave of DLC. This is Booster Course Pack 3. Bringing eight new tracks arriving December 7th. I've been getting my money's worth out of these. I, I love when these drop it because I do pay extra for that Switch Plus whatever online. But uh, they had already announced um, Merry Mountain. So you get a Christmas theme track around Christmas time. I love it. Uh, and that's from Mario Kart Tour. Peach Gardens from Mario Kart DS. Uh, Maple Treeway from Mario Kart Wii. Rainbow Road and Rock Rock Mountain from Mario Kart 7. A lot of people think this is the best version of Rainbow Road. In the 3DS one, game. yeah. Uh, Boo Lake from Mario Kart Super Circuit and Berlin Byways and London Loop from Mario Kart Tour. Those are all coming. Boo Lake seems like the name of a guy who works in The Simpsons whose name is Blake. (laughs) (laughs) Three has a four episode. Right. Uh, Hyperkin is bringing back the Xbox 360 controller. This is the same company that brought back the Duke back in the day. Uh, Remember they released like that limited mm -hmm. series of the original Xbox Duke controller. So. If you've been hankering for that, there's just something about the shape of the 360 controller. Like, it's so subtle how Microsoft has adjusted the controllers across generations, but it does feel different than the other Because if you hold the new ones, it's like... Does it have asphalt on it? What am I holding? Yeah, it's it's that little grippy grippy plastic stuff. Um, But it's just something with... I don't know. I, I prefer the trigger layout on the new ones better. But if you... I feel like we played that 360 controller on PC or so many people yeah. use it for PC mm-hmm. for so many yeah. years. It's kind of like, yeah, that, that was the yeah. default. And, I mean, controller. you know, I, I feel like with the 360, Microsoft basically perfected that, that controller design. And like since then, it's been refined. Like I, I still prefer like, yeah, I, I like the Xbox One controller better than that. And I think I might like the series controller better than the Xbox One controller. Same. The same. But yep. if you're if you're hankering for the 360, uh, you can get that. It's an official licensed product. I, I, I didn't say this during the new game. release. I did play Warzone. And, oh, Warzone Two. And when you're playing, yeah, Warzone Two. And when oh, you yeah. are playing people who are not on PC, the default shape of the controller, even on PlayStation, is the Xbox 360 controller. Oh, really? <laughs> Just to yeah. like this is what a universal controller looks it's like. It's like everyone. the generic controller. Yeah, now. it's yeah. true. It's true. Uh, let's see. EA Sports College Football, formerly known as NCAA Football, um, is not coming back until summer 2024, uh, which is 11 years since the last release, which is NCAA College or NCAA Football 2014, which would be a lot less confusing if they didn't have the needlessly complicated naming scheme of naming their game after the following year that it is coming out. So, uh, NCAA Football 2014 came out in the year of our Lord 2013, the next game coming out in the year of our Lord 2024, according to EA in an interview with ESPN. They did basically, they didn't reveal much, but they said like, so if you're like me and you loved the NCAA games, like they were pretty much like, Hey, we're giving you last year's Madden plus some little bit of extra stuff here and there with a college skin. They have a, they going on record saying that's not going to be the case this time. Like they're going to have stuff exclusive to this version. I'll, 
believe it when I see it. You're going to have a story mode about being an athlete who's being exploited by your college and not being paid for their appearance in NCAA football. You can scream at your fat dad, I don't want your life. (laughs) See, that just shows you how little Michael keeps up with with sports, that he doesn't know that NIL is a thing, and now college players are able to get paid. Ah, Or maybe I was just nudging you toward that. Michael, Um, I I wasn't. I actually don't know. I have no idea. I don't care. They get paid. They get paid now. Uh, Ubisoft is bringing games back to Steam. Um, Michael, feel free to sit this one out as a Ubisoft employee. In fact, I forbid you from talking about this news. Uh, But uh, no, starting with three games, AC Valhalla, Anno 1800, and Roller Champions, the official Ubisoft statement was... We're constantly evaluating how to bring our games to different audiences wherever they are, providing a consistent player ecosystem through Ubisoft Connect. They updated that to say uh, Michael is a homosexual, and that's why this didn't happen. It's true. Hey, sit out of this. Sit out. Yeah, yeah. what did we say? What did we say? Sit out of this. No, but yeah, they. you may remember uh, they stopped putting their games on Steam in favor of just offering them on kind of the UB shop, UB store, Mm -hmm. whatever that that, the proprietary launcher was. But uh, it's good to see games come back to Steam, and I'm... I'm just, if I was a bet man, I'd say these are just the first three of many, but uh, Michael can't talk more about More games, so. more places, more good. Uh, and then finally, final bit of news story here, and again, I'm going to ask you what you thought the theme was at the end of this. Uh, Hideki Kamiya may have just casually announced that Bayonetta may be coming back with Bayonetta 4. Uh, so this is reported by Eurogamer. He admitted that the ending of Bayonetta 3... Might have been unexpected for some fans, but he said that the story in Bayonetta 4 will follow up from the ending of 3, which is like, uh, did you just announce Bayonetta 4? Or, or at least he thinks he's making Bayonetta we 4. We all have to admit we haven't finished Bayonetta 3 yet. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, did you just spoil that you have an inconclusive <laughs> ending? Come on. Yeah, it seems like it. Or at least he was, he was out there responding to fans. They have Nintendo by the balls. It's... One of the only Nintendo franchises now that comes out on a regular basis, Metroid, F-Zero, Bayonetta comes out way more frequently than any of those. You think? Yes. Uh, (laughs) I kind of think the opposite, because we complained about how long it took between two and three, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, It is still more frequent than Yeah, there hasn't been a a new Star Fox, a new uh, F-Zero, as frequently as there's been new Bayonettas. True, true, Um, true. So Bayonetta's... I, they, they know how to keep making these games, and they should, because they're, they're one of my favorite series of all time. I, so, yeah, if, if you were disappointed in the ending to 3, please to look forward to Bayonetta 4, because apparently Platinum thinks they're making it. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll see. I kind of feel like he can say that, but I I doubt Nintendo has signed them to work on that already. Like, it's... Uh, yeah, but it might revert back one. to what, whatever... Like, the first one was Sega's altogether, so it could just fall back to Sega. It's not, it's not worth being a, lang- a languishing franchise because Nintendo is holding it up. Um, hmm. It's a good it's a good franchise. Uh, love my Bayonetta. Love it. I, I just really do want to know the story. Like, what, what did make the third one take so long? Like, it took a long time. Yeah, like, yeah it was announced several years ago. But they, annou- they announced it with Metroid Prime 4, which we haven't seen one frame of footage of. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, we've seen a logo. We've got a PNG. Yeah. All right, so um, now that you've seen all the news, what was the theme this week? Things coming back. Yeah, Things coming the- back. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I was going to say. All right. <laughs> 
wouldn't have got there. All right. Well, that is all the news that is fit to bring back. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to the community segment, which is always segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week was, which Nintendo first-party franchise deserves an overhaul? Uh, Baker, you weren't here last week. Do you have an answer for that? Uh, you know, I I, uh, I think uh, you guys kind of stated the ones that I would most readily pick. I think Punch-Out! probably uh, as a just a, another game. But kind of uh, uh, as a side thing, like almost a new spinoff, if you will, I would like to see the world of Super Mario Bros. 2. Thank you. I'm holding up my uh, Mario 2. That's a Zelda quote, Chris. <laughs> Maybe it's like a uh, like like a prequel where where you play it as as Wart and and you're you, you really get Mario into head. sleep, insect him. <laughs> yes, yes. Like oh. you know, and, and maybe we learn things like like Wart is the one who invades Bowser's dreams and and prompts him to steal the princess and all these things. I think you could do a lot with the uh, yeah that that particular yeah. world. Or if he did like a snake eater, like yeah, before he was a bad guy, Wart was actually kind of a good guy. There you go. <laughs> I think we're onto something here. Mm-hmm. Wart was just a toad in the desert that Bowser licked to hallucinate, ah. and he's hallucinating the entire Mushroom Kingdom. And then the U.S. National Park Service said, "Stop licking that." God, I wish Nintendo was that cool. That's a fucking great story. Mm-hmm. And Bowser wakes up and he's just Jack Black, naked in the forest. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, VigiGamePocalypse.com, Vocalix says, The Nintendo first-party game I'd like to see readdressed is Wario World for the GameCube. Mm. It was a fun beat-em-up slash brawling platformer based around Wario losing his castle and his fortune and beating the money out of the monsters who took it. It had a very different flavor than Mario 3D platformers, being more about combat puzzles than platforming puzzles. Mm. The game was also full of really weird and interesting bosses, like a flying angel baby that spat fire, a very flamboyant half-man, half-bull, and the creepiest floating head that poops bombs you've ever seen. I don't know. I well, I still haven't seen Zardoz, so you could be right. Have no idea. Yeah. I mean, but also, how do you follow up Mario or Wario? Shake it. Like you got a game hmm. that where you do a jack off motion. You kind of yep. That that's your triumphant ending to the series at that mm-hmm. point. You're, you're good. Yeah. All hand animated. Super. Cool. Uh, hey, there you go. The model Martel. I I understood that reference. Says, give me more wave race or ice oh, hockey. Boy. Um, Nintendo needs to make more sports games that don't have Mario in them. I haven't played a Chell game since Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey. I need, oh, I need a hi- hockey game for the filthy casual. Hmm. Got it. Hand another wave race. Because uh, I live in Florida and yeah. I, I don't have access to that many waves or jet skis. <laughs> I, I, do, I do agree with the sentiment of like, it was... I mean, I guess they make Switch sports now and Wii sports before that, but it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, Nintendo used to just make sports titles that didn't need Mario in the title. But That's uh, true. And they figured out it was more profitable to put Mario in there somewhere. Can hardly blame them. Mm-hmm. Physician Chips says, uh, I would love to see Nintendo go back to some of their long, dormant puzzle franchises. Dr. Mario, Wario's Woods, or Yoshi's Cookie. I want them to take inspiration from Tetris DS and add extra modes and new ways to play these games. I think the puzzle genre is a great base for a game and doesn't need to be all it is. Similar to NetherRealm approach to fighting games, they take the fighting base and build a great game around the core mechanic 
let's see that happen with puzzle games with a dash of of Nintendo Magic sprinkled mm. in. Agreed. I, I get what he's saying. Except for Yoshi's yeah, Cookie, yeah. I get it. Like, <laughs> well, it's it's like when they do release those games, they're always like just, oh yeah, here's Dr. Mario in an online collection or whatever, and it's just that base game again. But like, yeah, give me like a full featured game with different modes and stuff like that. Why not? No. If I'm going to get that fucking song stuck in my head, I might as well, you know, have yeah. a full game to go around it. True. And uh, Lance Christopher says, hot take, 2D Mario games. They should either, one, lean harder into Mario Maker and push that, or two, lean into the pixel art craze of a lot of studios and indie devs uh, have been putting out and uh, have a pixel, a new pixel art style for the next game. New Super Mario Brothers and 3D World are just so similar that anything 3D based is going to look the same at the end of the day. Not wrong. Yeah, I, I, I always yeah. speculated that's what that why they released Mario Maker because they didn't have anywhere else to go with that series. There's not much else to do with new SMB. No, that's true. Uh, Philip Lungett says Donkey Kong Country, but call it Donkey Kong World and completely rip off Sonic Frontiers, a 3D D open world game with 2D side scrolling challenge levels. Give the different donkeys, excuse me, they're Kongs, (laughs) different Kongs, uh, different open world abilities to solve environmental puzzles. No, he said said donkeys. He said donkeys. But but, but I would, this might be one of those cases, Michael, if they're in plural, wouldn't it be the donkeys? Donkey's Kong, possibly, but I, I think instead they, of the Donkey, were they just called the the Kongs in uh, or the the DK crew in in sixty four in one Donkey rap Kong song ever? Yes, that's, <laughs> that's true. They don't all have the first name Donkey. There's Diddy. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is funnier that way, though, and we appreciate the joke. Marion C. Cooper's rolling in his grave. <laughs> Found out only a couple years ago that like Junior is the missing Kong. That Cranky Kong is supposed to be. Donkey Kong, the current Donkey Kong's right. grandfather. So yes. we d- we don't know what like Donkey Kong Junior did the first Super Mario Kart, and then he fucked off forever. We have no idea where he is. He should he should like sweep in like fucking Matthew McConaughey and Days and Confused. All right, all right, all right, yeah, all right, all right. They all look the same age to me. You know That's what, what I love about? about these Donkey Kongs, man. I keep getting older. They stay the same. <laughs> Mario age. stays the same age. Uh, Let no. me tell you what it is. We're talking a 411 positive check out back, 750 double pumpers, Edelbrock intakes, 1101 pop up pisses, turbo jet, 390 horsepower. Somebody is getting the criterion in addition to that. Yeah. We're talking some thing. fucking muscle. Uh, Steven Strom says, I would like to see uh, more more of these Donkey yes! Kong. Yes. I would like to see a reimagining of Diddy Kong Racing. Yes! I know Mario Kart is kind of the same. But no. take Diddy Kong Racing and give it the Mario sports treatment everybody was hoping Mario Golf and Mario Tennis would have on the Switch. Oh. Give it an open world and career progression, different vehicles to navigate with, secrets to discover, and bonus challenges. Like if Mario Kart is your hardcore <laughs> kart racing game, that's kind of a... Uh, hmm. uh, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> with nerdy time trials and super tight tracks... Make Diddy Kong Racing your weird experimental yes. kart racing game that experiments with doing new things. Steven Strom, comment of the week. Diddy yeah. Kong Racing is the best single-player kart game that exists. And it's never been followed up on adequately, and he's absolutely right. Uh, I like this open-world idea. Just, like, drive yeah. around the Mushroom Kingdom, flash your brights at other out of the racers. Do you not remember it? Diddy Kong Racing? It was an open world. You had to drive around to hmm. open other levels. Oh, okay. It had an open world, uh, open world hub, right? That that you then unlocked courses, but then you would could unlock backwards courses, courses in boats and 
courses and planes, forwards and backwards. It was a lot to do and, and way way more of a single player experience than Mario Kart has ever offered. Hmm. Hmm. Chris, I think the, the follow up to, to to that game was actually Conker's Bad Fur Day. Yeah, that's there where that character originated <laughs> was. from. Was that Conker Actually, I yeah, hate to say it, yes. but it's it's probably that nuts and bolts game that everybody mm. hated. Mm. Yeah, that's awful. <laughs> and the word I was searching for, hardcore and kart racing, those are oxymorons, aren't they? Like, isn't that supposed to be a casual racing genre? Anyway. Kind of. Kind of. Spoken like someone who's never 100% of Donkey Kong racing. There's bosses. Oh, you're an oxymoron. Relax. <laughs> Who wants to read Raymond Carey? I'm an oxima moron. <laughs> I guess I can do uh, Raymond Carey. I understood that terribly. You know, I... It was good. Uh, good Raymond Carrier says, maybe balloon fight slash no. trip? I remember playing it a few times back in the day and like imagine over the imagine an over the shoulder view needing to find an updraft to gain height trying to dive bomb other players in a 3D map to pop their balloons. They even have at least part of the updraft and floating mechanics from Breath of the Wild. It's true. And for the balloon trip portions, god, imagine that giant fish popping up and eating you in 3D. Whoa. It'd be so much worse than the Del Lago jump scare in RE4. <laughs> well, first of sure. all, I just want to say, um, Balloon Fight is a Joust ripoff. I'm a big Joust fan. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. And, 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 and all of that works with Joust, too, perhaps even yeah. better. Mm. Uh, but I don't expect Williams to start developing new games, so Nintendo, the new Balloon yeah. Fight. The future of Joust is on Nintendo. If you want a shooter with gliders and updrafts and stuff, play that Shadowrun game on Xbox 360. <laughs> if it's still even live. I uh, I kind of bet that that one has like this thriving tiny community that like if Chris, didn't you say you went into that game years later and like oh, they were like, hilarious. what are you doing here? They boot us all out. Like, why are you trying to shoot us? We're just hanging out. They were using it as a chat server. <laughs> they haven't weird. invented Fortnite yet for us to do that in. No, it's like, it's like, like every... Every good comedy show at this point has had a plot about what I saw in Shadowrun. A bunch of unevolved people who stuck in an abandoned game server. Like, leave Outrider. <laughs> uh, you want to read John Harrington, Chris? Yes. Uh, we need to bring back basics. Uh, that we, we need to go back to the basics of, of Star Fox um, with branching paths and secret exits and shit, uh, which isn't an overhaul per se, but it would be a return to form. Uh to bring into the modern era, capitalize on everyone's love of procedurally generated levels and roguelike shit, but also have certain patterns and enemy groupings uh, randomized each time you play. Uh, throw in randomized item drops and weapon upgrades and uh, and have absolutely no on-foot levels and you've got a new Hooray. classic Star Fox game, baby. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it was what we were talking about last week. Like Whatever Star Fox was classically... Mm -hmm is an abandoned genre. Nobody makes flight games anymore. They just don't. Not really? Yeah. Not I like mean, that. Star Fox Zero was sort of an attempt to bring Star Fox back yeah. to basics, but then they t piled on all these Wii U bells it's, and whistles. And I, just... I would say it's impossible, but like Star Fox is like really low in my list on favorite Nintendo properties anyway. I, mean, I, lo I love Star Fox, and I love Star Fox mm -hmm. 2 and 60... Star Fox 1 and 64, and I played a ton of the um, um, DS one. I forget what it's called. But um, it might Command be one of those games maybe? that's had, had its time. There's nothing else it can really do. Well, I can tell you, if he wants Proc Gen Star Fox, you know what you get? What? 
Star Wars Yoda stories as well. Oh, <laughs> it all comes back to Yoda stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, even even when we like Rogue Squadron added on foot missions, so like mm-hmm. you know, get used to it. Well, you know, it was such a novelty. Like, I want the little man to come out of the vehicle. Yes. And then, you know, we got open world games that did that all the time. So now it's not special anymore. I want to see his yeah. fake mechanized feet. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, we also have a video answer from Full Install who says... Hi, Gay Bowser. It's Tom here from YouTube channel Full Install <laughs> and uh, lead dev on an indie game. But I will oh. tell you more about that as it progresses. Congrats. I want to clear up something quickly from last week's question of the week answer. I don't hate all Mario games. I really enjoyed Astrobot's Playroom. Anyway, <laughs> new question oh. of the week. What first party Nintendo franchise would we like to see have a little bit of love and resurgence? I'm going to give what might seem like a silly answer, but I think it's actually quite relevant and something that no one ever really talks about or Nintendo Nintendo gets no recognition for. And it's something that I feel like they give a lot of support to and they were the pioneers of and the best at at the time and that is with their console-based web browsers Hmm. Now, the reason I bring this up is because the current generation of uh, consoles, with the exception of the Xbox, because that is just a well, it's just a hackable PC at this point, there is no web browser support. The Switch doesn't have one. The PlayStation 5 doesn't have one. I mean, they do. We know they do, but they don't let us use it. But if you think way back to like the DS, the DS had that cartridge you could put in, and that would let you browse the web, and it worked, and it wasn't actually bad. That's the, that's the most surprising thing. It wasn't bad. I, think, I don't remember the Wii's one too much. But I think it was okay. The 3DS one was really good. But the one that really stood out, especially at the time, was the Wii U of all things. The Wii U had a fantastic web browser. If you compare it to something like the PS4, the PS4's web browser and the PS3 as well, terrible. I remember trying to watch streaming services that they didn't have apps for on the PlayStation 4. You put it in full screen and it would crash or it would only buffer to like a quarter and then it would freeze and you wouldn't be able to get back to your space. Terrible experience, but the Wii U had a fantastic browser which would let you... It was really good at embedded videos and that's really what I was trying to... And watching it. Not pornography. That's a bit weird on Nintendo console, isn't it? But no. um, Yeah, it's something that they put a lot of support into. And, you know, they made it They made it work. It wasn't just like an afterthought like I feel like it was with the other consoles. But it'd be really nice to have a web browser on the Switch, I feel. Um, you know, just be able to pop out of a game, switch to a web browser. Oh, look, there's the guide for whatever I'm you know, looking for. Rather than having to get out your bloody idiot screen the whole time. And I feel like that's why not many people are talking about it these days. Everyone's got a phone or a tablet or, you know, everything's got the internet, hasn't it? But, yeah, let's have a web browser. Come on. Let's get rid of time, Nintendo. It's... Anyway, catch you next time, guys. Hope you're all well. And, uh, yeah, speak soon. M- maybe you. that's insular, but, like, um, like I, I I pay for YouTube premium, premium uh, so mostly for the shows. But you can't minimize a window and watch a video while you're doing other stuff on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But you can if you, in a web browser now. So even hmm. if you're on an iPhone, you can you can do that within a web browser. You can minimize hmm. the window and do other things. We'll watch Life hack. Mm-hmm. I, I I know, but it, but the idea of like remember when the PS5 launched, it's like you can watch a video about how to do this, get this trophy or achievement. Like why wouldn't that keep running? Can I keep this running in the background without exiting my game? It should happen. It, there should be something like that. There should be a platform that has these like blade-like things that come in on the side, so oh, you can watch TV mm-hmm. while playing your game. And I'm sure <laughs> and people won't go a fucking hissy fit and get the maker of said platform to cancel the coolest features. I'm sure that won't happen, right? And uh, I, I also had to live in a bedroom with no PC and an Opera browser and use that for porn for the Wii. Yes, uh, that did happen to me. Jesus, um, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm still thinking about YouTube freemium. I'm like, what would that be? Like, pay us a dollar and skip the next 10 ads. Yeah, that's what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> you're paying Let, for it, too, honest, I Chris, when you're, when you're browsing porn in a browser called Opera, it feels classier. Mm-hmm. It does. Right? Like it, Very <laughs> operatic. <laughs> oh. Oh! Oh! <laughs> uh, yeah. My brother-in-law is an opera singer. I feel like I'm fucking pissing him off just by trying to ejaculate. Watch her get railed in three dimensions. <laughs> now, now she sounds haunted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Double penetration. But he's right. Every every video game uh, console has a web browser. They're all terrible. They're all mm. equally mm. awful. Every time I accidentally, so like. And you, you use the Xbox rewards thing. A lot of the time it'll pop that open. Yeah. It'll be like, hey, go uh, do this thing. And you're like, every time I'm like, B button, nope, nope. Get me back to where I was. <laughs> I should not be here. And there's always like a thousand tabs open because it always does that when I try to get those points. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to be it's this the one. the adult thing I'll ever have to say. Um, our tax dollars, by the way, pay for... <laughs> Certain documentaries on PBS, and you can't see them on your Xbox unless you Ken Burns Vietnam. You load them up, mm. and then you watch them off the PBS browser. It's the last time I've had to do that, by the way, and it's been a while. You mean the man the effect is named after? No, what? Ken Burns effect is anyway. It's go into any Apple editing software, and it's called yes. Ken Burns. Sorry, oh, the sad okay. violin. Um, we did the Emperor Diarrhea it, sketch a long time ago. It, it takes a still image and moves it diagonally yes. across your screen. Yeah, yeah. That's the Ken, ah, Ken Burns effect. Okay, new question of the week. What's something we left out of the top five? Um, I feel like I'm best equipped to answer this question because I uh, looked at we a lot of different things. But yeah, um, <laughs> one thing that I touched on and, and didn't delve more into that you suggested, Seabake, was uh, the Planet of the Apes game mm. for PlayStation, which is kind of... Kind of doesn't count because it's based more on the book and it was yeah. advertised that way, but it's still kind of weird. It's like that is clearly Dr. Zaius from the movies, yep. it is clearly someone trying to do a Dr. Zaius impression with the voice. Before uh, man made a desert of it, <laughs> but uh, right, yeah, it's like it's hovering somewhere in between, like those Dune games that are like, yeah, we're, we're gonna incorporate things from the books, but like that is. Kyle MacLachlan clearly supposed to be Paul Atreides, etc. Um, yeah, I reviewed that back in the day at the official PlayStation magazine. It was one of those ten dollar PS One games near the end of the cycle, oh, and uh, yeah, I just remember being so confused the entire time because I didn't know there was a book to begin with, and and it was basically the action that took place in the movie. But I was a guy named U- Ulysses. Mm-hmm. Instead of uh, whatever uh, Charlton Heston's character's name is, which is Bright Eyes Taylor, Taylor, Jesus, yeah, Taylor. (laughs) God, I hate you guys so much. It's like it's like describing bad Star Wars details at me. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah, it's. uh, But yeah, I guess it is technically based on the book, even though it doesn't really advertise itself like that. Mm. And it was right around the Tim Burton movie too. Oh, that's right. Further confused matters. Oh, yeah. the Fox, the Fox yeah. movie. Yeah, yes. Kalima. What was the question of the week? Because I'm very confused. Uh, what's something <laughs> we left out of the top five? So the top five, oh, as you top. might recall, was uh, games that 
are ad- adapting movies mm-hmm. and then just kind of completely rewrite the lore in favor of gameplay. So, like, you know, Willow did the whole thing about the spirits and the, the sky and the earth and you must gather their seals or whatever. It has nothing to do with anything in the movie. I have one that I have to take a wild guess at, and I will okay. explain why. So this is a... It is a movie I have neither seen nor a game I have neither played, but Does I it visited have Diesel the s- in it? No, oh. <laughs> but it has Adam Sandler. I visited the set of Little Nicky when it was filming because my friend's my friend oh. his brother was one of the producers on the movie, whatever, and and so we were there on the set. Um, met like Reese Fons and stuff like that, but like I've never seen that movie. Just been to the set of it, and I've never played that Game Boy Color game. Very bad. But I would just assume the Game Boy Color game has little to nothing to do with the actual events of the Little Nicky movie. You know, my former roommate. Uh, Ethan Einhorn, he was a, a editor on Game Now magazine, and he reviewed that for EGM, Electronic Game Monthly, and he gave it an 8.5. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so, like, four years later, maybe, uh, Sean Baby for EGM, he went mm-hmm. back through old EGM reviews and re-reviewed things, and he gave it a minus 17. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, if that game was rated an 8.5, we know it's not based on the movie at that <laughs> point, right? I, I, I was trying to give a shout-out to the uh, the universe I don't get, the pitch-black universe of uh, mm-hmm. Vin Diesel, Butcher Bay, right. which has a great game, which I, I feel like let Universal like, whoa, this is going to be our next big Star Wars and made this really dumb fucking movie. <laughs> That is really fun to watch, Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, it's a fun watch. But but it's just like, wow, this is misguided. Uh, But in terms of what I know personally, uh, intimately, uh, the Little Nemo game based on the uh, TMS Mm. Slumberland. um, That's a good one. I've never been able to endure the movie that long, but like uh, Jason Momoa is about to help us remake it, I think, on Netflix. Uh, the Windsor. Yeah, I'm not kidding. The, really? Yes. That's wow. interesting. Have you not seen those ads? They, they try and sneak yeah. up on you. I'm not kidding. He would look striking in a jumper. Uh, mm. But the, the Windsor McKay, Little Nemo and Slumberland movies are being adapted on Netflix. But uh, but Little Nemo, the Capcom version, is based on a movie America never didn't get until like several years later. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. It's an amazing game. And like it you're is. like. Great. Why is Capcom so creative? Like, well, they weren't. They were basing this off a movie you've never <laughs> seen. Uh, yeah, it's a really good game. Really good game. Yep. Hard as fuck. Hmm. Although, yeah, you do get to feed a lot of candy to uh, to, to animals and then ride them around. I do love that. When you see an animal, a feedable animal, you, the noise, the noise they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was also the the game that taught me that like oh yeah when uh, the the whole bubble coming out of your nose that's like visual sleepy. shorthand in Japan for some, you're asleep sleepy that you will you will that will help you in several Wario Land mm-hmm. Wario Land levels at this yeah. point. <laughs> Is it my turn? Yeah, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go with Flash Gordon actually, which was oh, an Atari yeah. twenty six hundred game. Um, the thing about it, or it might have been eight. Atari, uh, it was one of the Atari systems. The thing about it was, uh, you would think in a Flash Gordon game that has literally the movie poster is the the cover of the game. You would think it would be like about Flash Gordon going through uh, wherever Ming's domain is or whatever, right? 
like a human character, mm-hmm. you know, maybe some Hawkman or whatever. No, a, this a game hot quarterback. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, this game is about uh, it almost looks like Defender a little bit. And you're in a, a spaceship and you're fighting spiders, space spiders. Of course. Panagarian mm-hmm. uh, snare beasts. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I did a little research back when I wrote that book a, a while back. And apparently this was literally a reskin of a game called Spider City on uh, wow. the Atari 800. So this was Atari 2600. So they ported Spider City to the 2600 and slap the Flash Gordon license on it. That's, but that's I, I don't know any alive human being who is a Flash Gordon fan. Other than like, <laughs> the Queen soundtrack is pretty cool. I, I love that I, I love no, that. I saw it in the fun. theater when I was a kid. But, but, I but it's not a great movie, but like every part about it is a good video game. All of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, like, I, I, that scene where they have the whips and the... Yeah. The, the, oh yeah, the, the it, fucking it's, spikes it's all, on the platform. Yeah, right. it's all that would make an amazing power based, like the entire thing. So like it would be a great game. You know, when I was at LucasArts, there was like this kind of internal initiative to get George Lucas to make a new game, <laughs> like like an idea for a game, and we kind of threw some idea. He, he had an idea yeah. that we threw around. Yeah. I don't know how much I can talk I about. Get, it, you know what? I bet that's idea. what he does now. I bet George Lucas makes a fucking Warner Brothers Flash Gordon film. See, I was going to say, I I thought like George Lucas's Flash Gordon would, would be an amazing thing because, uh, hmm. you know, he wanted. he wanted to make Flash Gordon, yeah. but he couldn't get the rights, so he made Star Wars. Yep. <laughs> you know, it, it's a... We have Star Wars because that George Lucas fool. Did not get the right. He left so much on <laughs> the table. You, I'll make my own. I'll make my own Flash Gordon. Yeah, and you know, around <laughs> that time, like we had the Force Unleashed, where you know it had like the Stormtrooper, yeah. the Euphoria technology, where the Stormtroopers were grabbing each other's hands and everything. And I thought it would have been really cool to do that scene in the movie with the the spikes hmm. coming up yeah. and they, you know, yeah. too too much anyway. violence damages Star Wars, but not Flash Gordon. Like if you've ever like looked at the comics, like that all that dude does is shoot stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm going to say, I want them to do this, and I want them to do it while Brian Blessed is still alive, so the teaser trailer can just be Brian Blessed sitting in an easy chair reading, and he sits there just staring at the page for 30 seconds, and then he looks up at the camera and says, Gordon's alive! (laughs) (laughs) This is amazing. Smash cut to black in like a year. (laughs) Love it. He fondly remembers that role still. I'm sure he does. He interviews with him. He loves it. Yeah a lot of fun uh all right so what is a game that we forgot to mention that just basically screws with canon and invents its own storylines for for what are supposed to be movie-based games let us know go to vidgamepocalypse.com answer to the comments for episode uh 499 alternately you can hit us up on the official laser time community on facebook there'll be a thread there you can answer or ping us on twitter at vg apocalypse and we will read the answers on next week's show and uh if if you need something to start with i'll just say we never mentioned any of the blues brothers games which uh it have nothing to do with those movies even this one that was specifically about blues brothers 2000 um anyway that's been our show let's go out with some plugs once again why was that your plug the (laughs) blues the blues brothers why was why do you think that was a plug (laughs) i'm saying now let's go out with some plugs see bake once again yeah you know about uh, your willow show so our willow podcast will 
start up soon. Uh, you can. I've set up some social media. We've got a Twitter and an Instagram at a Willow Podcast. A Willow Podcast. Hmm. Uh, if you're interested in that sort of thing. Also, uh, another thing I, I didn't mention is uh, on Friday, maybe when you're listening to this, we're doing me and some other kind of YouTube-ish people are doing uh, a celebration of Marvel games turning 40 this year because this is about the time that spider-man came out on atari 2600 uh so hashtag marvel games 40 and i'm gonna be counting down my 40 favorite marvel video games not the 40 best there's a key distinction there i know i see i see the punisher logo in the background oh yeah i have i have a marquee also if you might see the uh a little bit of the Captain America and the Avengers one also. No! You didn't know this, but, but Chris is a cop, actually. <laughs> no, Baker's no, a cop. That's no. why he has the Punisher logo yeah, on the yeah. back. No! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, otherwise you can follow me, you know, if Twitter still exists when you listen to this, uh, <laughs> at CBig76. That's, that's me. What about your YouTube channel with all these? Uh, superhero.vg. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. where you can find uh, the hashtag Marvel Games 40 stuff going on. Uh, which, you know, the Black Friday is kind of the day I declared to do that with like a couple other people, but we're, it, we're, it's going to be a year-long thing, so more stuff Ooh. coming. I'm plugging Chris Baker in my, my segment, as well as, um, <laughs> you know, 30, 2010, all that stuff. Uh, Aladdin, that's one of the longest conversations we've ever had about Aladdin. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is 30. Uh, it's a, one of my favorite films of all time, which I didn't really know until I revisited it. Uh, it's amazing. It's quite good. It's quite mm-hmm. good. Uh, I'll plug. I'll go ahead and plug patreoncom slash time If you want to hear us talk spoilers to games, we've done a few spoiler casts. I am working my way through the new God of War Ragnarok so that we can do a spoiler cast for that one. We call those apocalypse. So you're the ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. lagging behind. I, I need to. I need to resume playing behind. it. I got dis- I got distracted by a couple of 18th century mystery games, Card Shark and The Case of the Golden Idol, both of which right. are very good. But continue, Matt. Sorry. Not sure what that says about God of War, but uh, <laughs> I digress. Uh, I've had a lot of other stuff going on. Move along. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Boy. Um, like there's, there's also movie commentaries. There's lots of bonus content there, which you can get access to at the $5 or more per month level. And then if you want to hear from me... You can follow me on Hive Social at Matthew Allen. Got in early, got the name, get in there, become Uh. one of my first followers. I I hadn't, I'd never heard of that before, like, you know, the day before yesterday, and now it's all everybody's talking about. Oh, Hive, go to Hive. Like, it's sort of like the games industry. Like, this is where we're going to migrate. This this is what we're going to populate for like four months before we go back yes, to Twitter. Yes, before we get mm-hmm. we get tired of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not really afraid that Twitter is going to collapse or anything like that, right. but like I'm noticing different vibes already, and I'm just oh, you don't say would, you, you don't say I that a, a like billionaire can just decide vibes. to have a poll like, yeah, is this guy unbanned or not? Like, do we have rules? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, we don't. We don't have rules. Only at all. the capricious uh, rule of people willing to respond to an online. Ah, poll. the people have spoken. David Duke has a platform. Yeah, mm-hmm. good, <laughs> good for the people. Yeah, didn't see not, your stupid poll. I don't follow not you. Great. See, the, the thing is, like, I did, I did sign up for a Mastodon account, and I've already forgotten what it's called. But <laughs> what, what has stopped me from doing more with it, and I will, I will go and fill it out soon. But like, 
I'm following more than 2,000 accounts on Twitter, and that just makes up a feed that I lazily scroll through yeah. every day. And it's just like, here's a bunch of voices that I'm familiar with. They're retweeting stuff. A lot of it is garbage about Elon, whatever. Who cares? Um, but realizing, like, I'm going to have to build that up all over again for yeah. this to be useful to me is kind of daunting and love. unpleasant. No, but that's what I love about it. It's like moving. You get to clear out mm. all the old shit, all the baggage. You can just be like, you know what? I just want to follow people that I want to follow, and like, yeah. it's too hard to to to. It's less trim like down moving my current follow list, and more like buying a second house. And like now, I have to fill it with stuff, but all my other stuff has to stay in my first house. There is that as yeah. well. There yeah. is that as well. But uh, oh, yeah, so far so good. But yeah, I'm you know I refuse to go to Mastodon because I st- I started my own called Mattadon. It didn't uh-huh. take off, so I'm just I protesting Mastodon. Very believable. I signed up. I was Naruto four twenty. <laughs> oh, that was yeah. you. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm Naruto sixty nine. Oh, uh, look at that. Not, not <laughs> we should hang out. We have some things in common. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that has been our show. As always, you can visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse, or follow me personally on Twitter at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Uh, and al- alternately, you can hit us up on the facial. Sorry, alternately, you can hit us up with a facial. facial. <laughs> <laughs> Alternate, there's your secret sign, Matt. It costs Al- extra. Yeah.